Hello, fellow Poofwainians. This is your friendly neighborhood editor, Gen 2. You've waited a while for the release of this episode, and, well, I'd really like to apologize for that. My first problem was this herd of rabid elephants. I really don't know where on earth they came from, but they seemed to have invaded the podcast, and I had a hell of a time shooing them away. Then I had this little problem with eBaby and sleep, but you're probably not all that interested in my cranky toddler and whether or not I've had a good night's rest. Which leads me to the most critical reason why this is overdue. Ryan. He's been camped out on my front lawn for several weeks. Maybe even a month. He's been out there with snacks and a cuppa, littering. The neighbors are starting to complain. There are candy wrappers and Starbucks containers everywhere. He convinced me that I should start watching Battlestar Galactica. And he said he wouldn't leave until I'd watched him all. He wanted me to be able to watch the final episodes on television with them. So I had to watch them, like all 47 of them. It nearly killed me, but I was able to do it. And all the while, Ryan's been out there yelling from his lawn chair, So what did you think about that scene with Ty and Bill? Or, I want your predictions! So, for the sake of my husband's sanity, I had to watch those shows. I really had no choice. Battlestar, Poofwa. Poofwa, Battlestar. It was just a really tough call. didn't think I was serious, did you? Holy crap! This is so exciting! Previously on Potific Weekly. And welcome back to Potific Weekly. This is Ryan. I enjoy long walks on the beach! Hello, I'm Jen. I'm Jen. <laughs> My name is Jen. I didn't want to tell you, but I wrote a smut about you. <laughs> I'm like feeling very... <sighs> Distressed. Lady Chi here. <laughs> she is the queen of the fairies. I'm See, not made of stone. I have cats that I am throwing away. Anna is in the house. I'm a hat rack. There's Voldemort and bad wizards, but there's also boobies. And I'm Keza. Hello. We all use the shower to wash ourselves. <laughs> I'm P.S. I don't know where I saw the food came from, but I never thought that there were still arms. It's him. It's him. Mike. Mike, you never say I'm Mike. You're going to invest, invest in Canadian or Russian shipping. All of the ice is going to melt in northern Canada, and it's going to open up new shipping lanes. If northern Canada melts, would that not flood the world and kill us all? These are really stupid people. Like, I have a lot to learn from these people. Boys and I girls, <laughs> there's a thing called erectile dysfunction. Oh, my God. Yeah, but there's also a thing called Petrificus Totalis. So Perfect hey. Weekly, not only entertaining, but educational as well. <laughs> Who wants to see Hermione as a trial lawyer? As a tribal warrior? <laughs> I was born without wisdom teeth because I'm a higher state of human development. Hold on, you are the future of mankind. I've been here the whole time, but I can't remember what was just said. <laughs> oh, Vicodin. I love Hello. the fact that she's Australian. The art. This is a momentous moment, and you're mocking my accent. I'm very, very allergic to cats, and my mother-in-law <laughs> is evil, and she knows this, and she got a damn cat. How many virgins can successfully ravage anybody? He's Harry Potter. Come on. He's a skinny, <laughs> awkward kid who we think has ED. No, 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 we don't think that. You think that. Poor Bernard was struck and killed by a bolt of lightning. 
Okay, you guys are the ones who obviously laugh during people's funerals. I wore a really big hat. Why is it always me? Why is it never Chi? You never talk about Chi's breasts. He has his breasts are a fixture of Perfect Weekly. I ship Harry Ginny. I write Harry Ginny. I read Harry Ginny. Sniping Harry, not really my thing. Putting aside the question of sexual orientation. On Saturday, September 13th at 11.21 p.m., I fell so madly in love you won't even believe it with Harry Ginny. I think I just peed my pants. Please say that again. I felt something click inside of me and the second half of my life began. She really does love them. I got into a fight with a pit bull I was hitting over the head with a lawnmower once and it ripped my pants off. See, you're in your underwear whacking dogs with a lawnmower. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh, come here, I'm so sorry. Come here. I just, I just kicked my dog in the head. I peeled my whole fingernail off once when I was a child. First time I ever learned what an erection was. Seriously, I remember this very distinctly. This is like the Manhattan Project. Harry is both a spy and a department head. George shot Justin a significant glance. From a memory charm and everyone in the room. Shalom. You have reached Puffwa's resident Jew. She has like a whole sound system. I don't have a sound system. Hold on. <laughs> she sounds a little aggravated. Are you a little creaky? For the God, Ryan, if you ever, ever, ever make me cover a story with butt sex babies, I will kill you. Neither can live while the other survives. What does that mean? How does that mean what is to kill the other? And Jen's like, yeah, I like looking at female butts more too. So what? Women are beautiful. Doesn't make me gay. You thought I Jen got pregnant it. on a boat? I've realized in this podcast that Ryan just lies to me nonstop. And now, Butterfick Weekly. Alright, since this is my first time, my virgin voyage, was I supposed to type out my notes? Alright, can it's I just okay. tell you one thing? Because P.S. made this mistake the first time she recorded with us. I just want to the new Snape, I still haven't heard it. Oh my god. Oh my god, really? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> can't wait till Scott gets here, because this will be all the women doing Final Reckoning, and this is going to be odd. That's right. We've, we've been talking, oh, was it Sue? How many people did we have on the... Cut, paste, cut, paste, cut. Well, she was. I said, it's taking me so long to read these. And I said, go ahead and send me Ryan's notes. And she's like, okay, there's another hour's worth of reading for you. It's like, oh my God. Ryan's yeah. notes are a freaking novel. <laughs> Ryan just cut and pasted sections out of the story as he was reading it. Cut, paste, cut, paste, cut. Paste. I went through and I took down his notes and he had a couple good ones. It was like, Molly versus the Junior Death Eaters. The only one who gets bonked is Ron on the back of the head. Great visual. I hope a handbag was involved. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. But. Cut, paste, cut, paste. I realize I read faster than my text out loud. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wow. Well, I tried, like, boosting the speed of Alex, my little I've... personal reader, and, like, literally, I, I couldn't concentrate because it's like, <laughs> slow you down. Jimmy responded at once, parting her lips and sliding her tongue against his, and suddenly they were stumbling forth the cushions as a kind of frenzy overtook them. Was your reader calling Eddie, Edie? Edie a couple No, times, that was me. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure. The pronunciation of Ginny is... is Annoying. What's how's it pronouncing it? Like Janae. Like it's, <laughs> it's a little different. It's a little Janae. different. The one I used to have used to say Draco Malfoy. Oi. <laughs> 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 My favorite is Krabby and Goyle. Yeah, Krabby and Goyle. <laughs>
Well, the, the one wink-wa. that... I don't know what the spelling is on that, but I get a lot of winkwa. You know what? Of... I get a lot of self. I don't know why I get you self. You know what it does? Like, I figured this out on my old one. I forget what fake we were covering. I think it was Terry mm-hmm. called Neville Nev, and the... I don't know if it was software, but it thought it was saying Nevada. I even <laughs> said in the podcast, why I does remember. Terry keep calling Neville Nevada? <laughs> Nevada. So I'm thinking it was like a nickname that sounds like Nevada, and the thing was just getting it wrong. I'm like, Nevada? Like, I couldn't figure it out. And then I started listening to Star Trek fans fiction. Every time they say you have the con, it about you have the Connecticut. <laughs> I'm like, the what? <laughs> so it was like, like oh. That Mine always does MRS. Ryan, I had a question about your notes. Yeah. They ended not where the chapters ended, I yes, think. Yes, thank you. I thought that was actually what I was Near going to. Near the end, I think I may have just been reading to like well, sprint across the finish line. I'll tell you what, wherever you guys stop, we'll huh. just pick up on Thursday. So if you okay. feel like... I don't have to worry about 46 now. <laughs> yeah, why, don't we, why don't we plan to go up to 45 then? Where's 45 then, <laughs> Harry and Jenny? I think... Yeah. Yeah, they did it. And that's what. Yeah. But that's my big final thing. They, they did it. They did it. Yeah. I have empath sex FTW, For which clearly means they did it. Yeah. <laughs> For Monday, March 9th, two thousand nine. This is episode seventy one of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Oh, will there ever be again a podcast quite like this? One brought us together and started its own forum list Where the hosts are all our friends All the stories told by Jen Will it drive Ryan round the bend? Part of it weekly where the story never ends. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess this isn't Peoncast. This is actually Potterfic Weekly. It is. Mm-hmm. My God. We, can, we get to say, welcome to Potterfic Weekly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who gets to be Ryan? <laughs> I think Scott should do it as Snape. Okay, Scott, you're on. Okay, yeah, Scott, what? You're, you're, introduce yourself as Snape. <laughs> and welcome back to Potterfic Weekly, everyone. This is not Ryan. This is not Lady Chi. This is not Keza. This is not P.S. And this is not Jen. <laughs> you may have noticed that all the voices you're hearing are not the ones you might expect. That's because they tried to do this twice already, and, well, somewhere or other the wheels fell off the bus, and the so you're going to do it peoncast style, Woo! which may mean absolutely nothing whatsoever, but who knows? Listen, guys, I was in on that first attempt, and we were too Pufuanian for our own good, which is saying something, considering the amount of Pufu that goes on around this place. Yeah. I mean, it was, I had read the book of Morgan Le Fay, all of it, in one day, and it was started on Final Reckoning, but finished reading about two chapters shy of where we were recording. P.S. was on Vicodin. Chi was agreeing with everyone. It was very strange. And Rena had a concussion. After that, we decided mm, maybe the P.S. should try it. <laughs> were you reading a magazine? I was not reading a magazine. I don't know where Ryan comes up with this Narish kite, but I was not reading a magazine. <laughs> That's right. The last time Ryan talked to me, he said I was drunk. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know they got that either. We all know from Mike that Ryan lies to everybody. So, there you go. <laughs> well, I pulled a Julia. Ryan asked me how far I was in the and would I like to podcast that night? And I told him he was nuts. I have been reading all of the book of Morgan Le Fay and all of the Final Reckoning, finishing at it nine o'clock this morning after staying up oh. all night. 
So, How exciting. That's devotion, Kelly. I am not going to be able to stay up all night tonight, but yes. Hey, it- I called off work early just to <laughs> finish the bed. <laughs> so, I'm going to trust. Can I, like, offer some points for that? Hey, I think I'm going to. I, I fake a sinus infection, man. Hey, here's, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to offer seven points to Kismat for pulling an all-nighter. Seven points to Miss Lupin for calling off work to read fanfic and I'm going to give myself five points for reading like 70 chapters in two days. There you oh, go. You can have seven points for that too. Oh, I can have seven points? Yay. Yes. You're such an awful <laughs> I'm not. I'm head of Gryffindor. No, I'm I talk, don't want no, to I'm talk talking about to oh. Well, she's head of Hufflepuff, so there you go. We're going to start chapter 31, and we're going to go as far as we can tonight, and then anything from here will be covered by the next group later this week. Right. So, well, let's see. To recap what happened, I guess we can have a a little bit of a lead-in to what happened in the last chapter for this. What did we have? Mm -mm. That was Hopkirk revealing her true demonic succubus self. Okay. Because the very first thing in chapter 31 is all of them fleeing into the common room. Or Ron's room, actually. Right, back into the head boy's room. And I had a prediction reading this, which turned out not to be true, but I was wondering if Hopkirk was feeding off of Dumbledore, and that's why he was so weak when I was reading it. And, of course, that's not how, but I was thinking that. And then I wondered if she had switched to Neville after he died. Because he's like that little teacher's helper thing? Yeah, yeah, I was a little worried about him for a while. She's after Snape, personally. No, she was was really, really, I don't remember where this was, but... It was somebody else that she was really lusting after that we find out later. Later, later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't, um, I don't think she's actually feeding off of anyone because she's no. taking that potion, yeah. right? She's taking the yeah. potion. Mm-hmm. She's not, she's got her urges in check. Yes. But Which is not a spoiler because it is in this whole section of chapters that happens. Yeah. I've only read two chapters, like a chapter and a half ahead of where we are. So if I spoil anyone, okay. sorry, but you won't be getting too, too spoiled. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've lost track of where we're, we're supposed to end because I've gone all the way to the end of it. So. I purposely stopped at 46, which is quite a cliffhanger, actually, but oh well. Yeah, it is. <laughs> How does 46 end? I forgot already. Step back, son. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> Hold on. I, I have my notes right in front of me. I can look at them. Mm-hmm. I ah, have right. Yes, that is quite the cliffhanger. Oh. So what do you think about Harry's blood poisoning Voldemort? I love it. Me too. I think that's interesting. That's I love definitely it. new. I have, I've never heard it before, but it makes so much sense. Yeah. It does. You know what I mean? Because the protection is in the blood. And if right. you put that in your body, you're just like yeah. killing yourself. Right. Harry's the antibiotics. So yeah. Right. It's an explanation brought up from the whole triumphant look in Dumbledore's eye at the end of Goblet of Fire. There were a, mm-hmm. a lot of people tried to figure out how that could possibly work. I think yeah, that's yeah. where the very first evil Dumbledore fix sort of started was from that, but there are a lot of other interesting ways people have done it as well. But this one I haven't actually heard before. It's very good, and it's so it doesn't take a whole lot of mental gymnastics to get there. Like, it's so obvious, but nobody got there before, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I can't believe I haven't read a thousand fix where Harry's blood is poisoning Voldemort. Yeah. You know? and, it, and it's so simple. I yeah. know, that's why it's brilliant. It's so really neat. People don't tend to think of it that way. They use Harry's blood as 
an ingredient in the potion to regenerate a body of Voldemort's own. They don't assume that it's actually Harry's blood circulating in that body. So mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they just think it's a, it's, a, it's a component. Where's the dragon egg? Was he going to do something with the dragon blood? Because isn't there 12 different ways to use dragon blood? Maybe. Um, yeah. They sort of like assume he's going to train them or something. That's, That's really... He needs something with... that he can do right now, not something he can use 10 years from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? I thought it was interesting with, you're talking about the dragon egg and Dumbledore's thing with the 12 different uses of dragon's blood. Who's to say that some of that dragon's blood from an infant dragon, dragonette, whatever you want to call it, was not one of the components in a potion that Voldemort was trying to use to kind of like a cure cell. him. Yeah. Right. Like a mm-hmm. stem cell thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It would it because this, this story has a lot to do with blood magic and various different forms of that. Right. They go into it a whole bunch of different ways. All right. Yeah, this is just my weird thing about reading any kind of fic. I love it when any of the characters vomit. Wayne, um, what do you do if every time you see this one incredible woman, you, you think you're going to hurl? I say hurl. If you blow chunks and she comes back, she's yours. If you spew and she bolts, it was never meant to be. It's just weird. It's something weird I like to do. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm just based them so human. <laughs> you must okay, we're done. Love this. Rod and Harry were throwing up like every three seconds. <laughs> yes, I know, and I, I don't know why. It always makes me happy when I see a character vomit for some reason. It's just something weird about me. Why isn't this an awkward moment? <laughs> And really, I'm really glad to see that I wasn't the only one who wanted to reach into the computer and just scratch Knott's eyes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to kill him. I know. <laughs> that bastard. I can't believe that he said that in front of Molly. My God. Who does that? I know. Knott's <sighs> really quite evil in this one. Yeah. He's, he's sort of... He's just the play yeah. of Draco. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a Draco that. substitute, but then he sort of... He takes it a lot further than Draco in a lot of fics does, and mostly in canon as well. Draco in canon is, is really a shell. He's all bluster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we find that out actually in Half-Blood Print that he's all bluster. Mm-hmm. Because, right. you know, they're saying, do this, and he's like, sure, sure, sure. And then, oh my God, what am I doing? I can't do right. this. And yeah. so, it, without the, the backup of his thugs, he really doesn't have anything. And because he's lost that, and he's lost the backup of his father because his, his father turned him over to be killed, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't have anything. Yes, and he lost Pansy, who was sort of his only friend through a large portion of this fic as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has his obsession for Ginny, but it's not returned and it's It's certainly not sick. He's a certain individual. Mm -hmm. We lost Karkaroff, Mm -hmm. but we saved Charlie. Which is always good. I really think that Ron does not want to be a seer. We've known this for 80 chapters now. He He can't really believe it about himself. He doesn't have the confidence in himself. It's not so much that he doesn't have... I, I should rephrase that. He's confident in himself, but he doesn't think that it's making a difference. And Mm -hmm. people are constantly having to try to convince him, you are saving people's lives. Even if it's just one person. Right. Right. I also think, I think he doesn't really want the responsibility. No. You know, Ron doesn't want to be the guy. Ron, I think, is quite happy to let Harry be the guy. Ron wants to be the guy the guy counts on. If I make that is a direct quote from West Wing. I just can't remember which episode. You know what the difference is between you and me? I want to be the guy. You want to be the guy the guy counts on. Like, you know what I mean? Ron doesn't want the he doesn't want the responsibility. Are you sure you're not Ryan trying to bring other fandoms in here? <laughs> I'm quite 
I'm sure I'm not, Ryan. Listen, you will never hear me talk about Star Trek or Battlestar or anything. I just it was it was a West Wing, and it was just so appropriate. And what's more, I didn't have to give you like an hour and a half of backstory for you to get the reference. But yes, he really doesn't like what this does for him. Um, book one, Ron would have loved to have something special about himself, but this particular Ron doesn't like. Yeah, he doesn't like the responsibility, the changes in his life that having that sort of thing does. I and think it might be because it, it is a seer special thing. thing that wanted. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing he doesn't really understand. It's not as though he's the greatest Quidditch player in all of Hogwarts, which he would love. It's not manly. Yeah. Because the seer thing is very poo-pooed because of Torlani and her weirdness. Well, then. then there's Frenzy. I mean, he's a half-horse. Hello there, friends. Most seers are women. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that whole... Intuition um, thing. Yeah. I still think it's funny. Sue and I were talking about this a little bit last night. Ron is a Pisces, March 1st. Right. Which is usually a very intuitive sign, which I thought was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Of all the people that we have, yeah. And he's the... Emotional range of a teaspoon and all that. <laughs> okay. I think we've covered chapter 31. Okay, 32. Uh, you know what? There was one thing that I wanted to talk about in chapter 31 that we didn't talk about yet. It's a significant glance. Besides the significant glance, Molly shows up at school and she wants to have a talk with Ron and Ginny. She ran into Ron and Ginny and Hermione in the hall. She was like, uh, Hermione, Ron's going to have to see you later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the warning was, she basically said, you know what, Charlie's alive and he's fine and be careful. I don't understand why she sent Hermione out of the room. That's a good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, know. I don't, I don't know either. I mean, I don't think she dislikes Hermione in any way. I mean, maybe it's like a family thing, you know? I mean, as much as Molly, like, considers Hermione to be, you know, a second daughter, maybe it's like that she's not really, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't realize how close the relationship is. Yeah, that could be. Maybe she's not so pleased with the relationship. I don't know. That's that's a very good possibility. That she's not pleased? Yeah, because when they came when they came downstairs after Hermione escaped to the borough, when right. her parents weren't going to send her back to Hogwarts, Molly was extremely extremely suspicious yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so that could be that could be i don't know it just it just seemed a little suspect to me because i mean the warnings that she had for them certainly could have been delivered to Hermione, too. Right. There was no reason for her to have to leave. Right. So, Voldemort knows that there's a seer that is now helping Harry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't yeah. know But doesn't that's know not who. Good. Yeah, right. that's not good. Well, so, he actually has a vision about that, but I think he gets woken up partway through. That was in the last set of chapters. Yeah, didn't Harry wake him up or something? I don't remember. Right. I think so. Because like there's this person kneeling on the floor in front of Voldemort saying, I think there might be... A seer or something like that, and he wakes up before he can see who the what who what their the face is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's going to be an interesting reveal, to say the least. Yeah, I can't wait to find out who that is because whoever this is, I really hope they die a slow, painful death. Don't say anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying right anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sue and I are going to sit over here with our hands over our mouths. <laughs> okay, because this person is causing me a lot of high blood pressure. This yeah. person is, as my sister would say, this person is giving me agina. I don't even know what that is, but it doesn't sound good. Right. He's completely unharmed. You call that unharmed? He doesn't. It, <laughs> I'm not very happy with this imposter. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. They're having fun with that, too, because we've had 
first it was Goyle as Goyle, then we realize it's an imposter, Goyle and we think, oh, maybe it's Malfoy, Lucius Malfoy, oh, yeah, maybe it's Rita Skeeter being the imposter, all sorts yeah, of I got possibilities. Dizzy on that. Okay, so on hey, chapter 32, Julius yeah, notes say that. Karkaroff's death was for the greater good. We've seen that phrase before Deathly Hallows. Yeah, and I still don't like it. I know. Re- like, reading it post-Deathly Hallows, it doesn't sit right with me. I read after the end, after I read Deathly Hallows, and when mm-hmm. we got to that point and after the end where he's talking about the greater good i like totally freaked out so yeah i understand this yeah i don't know it's just it's something about that phrase it's like logically i know that it's before like i know it doesn't mean the same thing i know it doesn't have the same implications but it just it, it just doesn't sit right with me you know it just reminds me of dumbledore and losing himself and it's not good well what's really strange is you also have to remember this story was written after order and before half the prince right i could mm-hmm. be wrong but i think that it's, was the, the order. It started April 4, 2004, and last time it was updated or ended was in January 1st. Yeah, 2005. Well, when was when did Half-Blood Prince come out? Was it 04? Half-Blood Prince was 2005. Okay, so this all came out before Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. The, the little pieces in the story, as you get further along, you're going to see a couple more of them. There are a couple spots where I really had to do double-take because it was like, wow. I mean, names. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think Sue knows what I'm talking talking about with one of them. <laughs> don't don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it just like totally wigged me out. <laughs> Oh my God! Wake me out when we get there. I, I got a lot of messages while she was reading. I get just little little tidbits, and that, so I knew kind of where she was all the time. It was great. Ah, rocking. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was like doing stream of consciousness um, uh, commentary as I was reading, and Sue was on with me here. But okay, I'm sorry. Tangent. Yeah, I was doing that the other day too, and I was like having a marathon reading session. I was going at Ryan, and I'm like, oh no, he did. <laughs> Oh no! I didn't say that to Sue. <laughs> holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! Like, oh no! Like, dude, better back off. <laughs> <laughs> which actually segues into this chapter thirty-two because it's called Draco's Obsession. Yes, which oh, is perfect. Yes. quite appropriate, actually. <laughs> Get us back on top. I like the um, the chapter titles they have in these. There, they all do seem to work quite well. Right. Mm-hmm. The only problem I had with them is that they're not numbered as well. Yeah, that was annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, annoying. so Draco has this thing for Ginny. <laughs> yeah, that was so calmly weird. <laughs> that was Ew. unacceptable. <laughs> Like five different ways. Did you? Did anybody read? I know Sue has. Has have you all read the outtake? No, mm, I didn't. Okay, I looked at it though. I sort of have a vague yeah. suspicion. Yeah. <laughs> because um, Ron did recognize that's what potion shooting at. You're breaking up. Yeah. You're breaking up, Scott. You're breaking up, Scott. I think we're gonna lose. Are it. we still on chapter thirty-two? Okay. Or are we on thirty-three now? No, we're on chapter thirty-two. Now you're back. You're back better. Okay. Um, Okay, I I'm didn't actually read this outtake, but am I right in that he was making Pansy take Polyjuice into Ginny? Yes. Yes. I thought. Yeah. Yes. What the? Oh, yeah. God, yeah, you know, this trick goes a little twisted. Yeah, and that's a, that, that outtake, for those of you, for those who are listening to the podcast, 
test. That outtake is an NC-17 story and in on, on Checkmated. So if you're under the age of 17, don't, bo- go, don't bother going looking for this. But we're going to just... It was really disturbing. Holy... Yeah. Oh, Which is if why I, I were not sitting in a rabbi's house with his kids upstairs asleep, yeah. I would have a few choice phrases right oh, now. Oh, yeah. It, it, was, it was very disturbing. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. disgusting. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. So... Ugh. Um, and, 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 and she talks about it later in the story, too. As obsessed with him because she lets him do it as he is with Jenny. Yeah. So they're right. both, you know, kind of equal. One of her yeah. author notes yeah. a little bit later, I think, says if you are, um, if you're starting to be squicked out by Draco and Pansy's relationship, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, because they do squick me out. Okay. In this chapter, I'm just want, I just wanted to know because I'm trying to look through it, and I have a note in here saying about Veritas serum and memory yes. charm on Dean. No, um, Hermione does that on uh, Blaze and Daphne. Uh, Daphne. Okay. The memory charm on Dean is later on. Oh, 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 oh. Because of the, um, she made them sign some kind of agreement kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> she got Dean to um, forge all the other prefect signatures and then memory charmed him. Then gave, um, she gave Blaze and Daphne Verita serum and also had them sign this thing that would force them to tell her the truth when she asked them questions. Because okay. okay. she pretended it was a um, proposal she brought before all the other prefects and they were the last signatures. She turned me into a newt! I think she actually put in one of her author notes that she was as just to freak out about it as everybody else was. So yeah, mm. was there anybody else um, kind of amused by Professor Jelani and her little rivalry thing going on there? I yes. thought that was cute. You know, that was kind of almost a red herring a little bit to me. I think because mm-hmm. you think she was almost the, the yeah. spy or something like that because she doesn't like frenzy so much. She's trying to yeah. destroy him. Well, and, she's and the not, one not much, not so much that because she's trying to compete with frenzy. Hello there. Friends. But, you know, because of the keeps trying problem to get Ron she to has, talk to her. she keeps trying to get Ron to talk to her. She has a drinking problem. You know, she goes to Hogsmeade. Who's to say that she doesn't get imperious when she's in Hogsmeade and has all that information taken out of her? Yeah. She'd make a perfect spy. She's <laughs> clueless half the time. Um, this doesn't right. go on for North Tower that much. Well, the well, the um, if you remember, the divination tower is abandoned. It's she's always downstairs. She is. She's mm. always done in there with them. Yeah, because they've got half of yeah, what used to be Frenzy's hello there, friends classroom done up like the North Tower used to look, and then half of its forest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which would look very incongruous, I imagine. But yeah. but well, yeah. But like at the same time, you know, you'd see her, and she's always trying to get Ron to talk to her, and it's like you know, you're getting you're starting to get a little creepy. Yeah. At first, I thought she. She's the one that, oh, I'm getting ahead of the thing, saying that she's the one that told. Sorry. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) The next sort of big thing in this chapter, I guess, is... Hermione needs to be with her family because the all the Muggleborn families have sort of been getting attacked, and she just hasn't been with them most of the summers and holidays and such since. I guess this is a Christmas holiday. And, and this, then, they've already been moved once, and then moved back into their home. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. But um, yeah, Ron can't have, stand at this point um, Hermione being there with her parents on her own because he's just had a conversation with Ferenzi. Hello there, Ferenzi. That. Um, He's going to be stepping up his attacks so as to confuse the seer thing. And so eventually, Hermione agrees to let Ron ask her parents if Ron can come stay the holidays with them. Which now, I actually thought this was kind of funny because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, meet the parents. He was a little freaked out by that idea, but... <laughs> 
a little. <laughs> yeah. But but before we get to him actually being there, we have to talk about him getting there on the night bus. Okay, so the night bus? There's one more thing in this chapter. It's the first time in this chapter that Harry and Ginny both admit that they love each other, even though they actually, neither of them says it, because they and can't quite bring themselves to that point yet. Yeah, and re- it's well, them reading a letter from Lily. Mm-hmm. And did he get this letter from Hopker? Yeah. Okay, that's what, okay. No, didn't he get, did he get the letter from, no, it's no. one, one of the, the letters from, them, down from in, that chest that Dumbledore had. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Gosh, he opened that, he, when he, the first letter, the first one that he wrote, that he read, that, you know, a couple chapters ago, I was a freaking mess. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with me? I'm sitting here sobbing at Harry reading, a, you know, an 18-year-old letter that doesn't have anything. Oh, I was a mess. <laughs> Well, I guess that's what they're for, probably. Yeah. Oh, brother. And during this time, they admit that they love each other, and this is when they first come, um, be physical with each other then. Um, uh, not quite, I don't think. It's, yeah, it wasn't completely intimate, but... Oh, there, no, there I was... meant this is like... Oh, yeah. More than I guess 40, it is, 40 actually. hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, more and hands a little bit of power hands. sharing with Ginny. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great front for Rena, I'm sure, but... Yeah, this was um, this was interesting. I mean, yeah, this was definitely a a uh, with the uh, bounce, I remember the emotions why this... bouncing back and forth. The reason I was confused is I read this chapter on Snuggle the first time. Oh, oh. and you read the PG's version of it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Because that, on- that one only goes up to 34, and then I switched over to Checkmated because they haven't updated the rest of them. But yeah, I missed the last few scenes of this chapter, I guess. Or yes. a few of them, anyway. I don't know if it's the last one. Yeah, ones, it's but... around the middle of it, I think. But yeah, um, they uh, this is the first moderately intimate that they get. That right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so. Which was then... interesting, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, then, you talk about they they don't they don't say I love yeah. you but it's there anyway. It's felt. Yeah. 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 And, and almost yeah. Yeah. Harry has to sort of lean against her and he thinks it really hard and she laughs and tells him he's cheating. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> she picks it up. Mm-hmm. So, that was so. sweet. Mm-hmm. The next chapter is when the whole night bus thing happens that you were wanting to talk about. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. Forget, the, I don't know if you realize at the end of this, and this may not have been on the Snoogle version, this is where Harry hears Draco and Pansy. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and scene was there, actually. Okay. Well, yeah. the um, this is where she actually, if you've read the outtake, you know the references in this scene because these those two are tied. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The I things she that she talks about here. So, yeah. I kind of, I really like how she, like at the end, Harry stumbles back from the doorway, his mind spinning without realizing it. He began, he began to run. He didn't stop running until he got to back to Gryffindor common room. That's, I'm just like, that's great. I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's not moral, but it's just kind of like, yeah, that is repulsive in a way. Yeah. Oh yeah. And a bile rises up in his throat. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's, he's he's angry, but I'm not sure he knows who to be angry at mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he's not. I, I don't. I don't know if he, he's never really thought of their sort of relationship before because he he's on the point of bursting in to save Pansy because he thinks Draco is attacking her, and yeah. then he hears her say, "Please, yes," and he yeah. sort of that breaks his mind for the moment, basically. <laughs> I don't know, it broke, broke my mind too, but yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm. It's just, they have a very twisted relationship and it's not... It's not pleasant. healthy. No. No, no, it's it's disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, and this is right at the end of this. It says, finally, if you're all starting to get squicked by Draco and Pansy's relationship, that, that's the point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay. that was, did we get... And then, of course, he goes in to talk to Jenny and says, you cannot be alone with, with him anymore. You need to stop doing the lessons with him. And she said, but I have to. And he's like, no, you just, you don't. You don't need to be around him at all. And she, and at she, this point, she doesn't, she hasn't seen that, so... She hasn't seen it, and she sees it as the only way that she'll ever be able to be with Harry, because Draco is making her strong enough to be able to control her powers so that she can eventually be with Harry, and that's what's important. And so even though it squeaks her out, even just being around him, and even though she knows that he's got this obsession for her, but not quite as bad as, as Harry now knows about it, she's willing to keep going because the eventual prize is going to be to be with Harry. Mm-hmm. Right. That and happens a lot. In this fic, actually, of all four of them um, not being willing to let their significant other do something that that person um, then decides they can do. Right. They sort of they run up against each other, figuring these things out a lot because. Well, they're all very protective of each other, which is a yeah. good thing. But. I mean, they're all I also look at it too. They're all learning. You look mm-hmm. at it from another point of view too, though. They're all looking at this like, what's what's best in the long run? Mm-hmm. Whereas the people that they're fighting against are looking as to what's best for them in the short run, as well as the long run. But the short run is more important right now. I want to rule the world right now. Mm-hmm. I want you know? instant gratification. I want to kill Harry Potter right now. <gasps> you know, that's Voldemort. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. This is the paragraph. Ginny, please, he said, his voice soft and pleading. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell. Just hear me out, okay? I've never in my life been afraid of Malfoy. Never. Until I saw what I saw tonight. And I'm not trying to be a jealous boyfriend, and I'm not saying that you can't take care of yourself. I've seen you take care of yourself, and it's a bit scary, okay? And I'm not trying to get in the way of your training. But the way he was acting, he is obsessed with you, Ginny. This isn't just some unrequited love thing. Pansy knows all about it. She knows he's mad over you. They were fighting about it, and he nearly hit her. He said he hated us, both of us. And then, God, he attacked her, and I thought he was going to rape her right there in the bloody classroom. But then she went along with it, Jenny. He was calling her a whore, and and she went along with it, and it was sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so... <laughs> and you think he was thinking of me, she said at last? I know he was, said Harry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And before, the, fortunately, before the mood manages to get too terribly heavy, Ron and Hermione come in and interrupt them, and um, Hermione teases them about Stan Shunpike, of all people, but... <laughs> Well, I, you know, it's really it's really funny because Julius notes say Shakespeare. Yes, that's all you have to say. <laughs> yeah, this, this this was this, yeah, was, my, this is my favorite chapter. Okay. I, and and Sue Sue will know this because I was laughing hysterically on Skype with her about this. The um actress who lands in Ron's uh, lap. Ron's lap. <laughs> yeah. AKA. What was her name? Imogene Stanton? Yes. Yep. Which kind of totally made me crack up because of Elsa Stanton. Mm-hmm. Plays Umbridge. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm okay now. <laughs> I get this Skype message, and I can tell she's laughing just by the way she's writing things. She I can't type. So much fun with that. Thanks. But but I love it because the troop of actors gets on the bus and and they're quoting Shakespeare. And Ron's like, hey, that's Shakespeare, isn't it? And they're just grinning. 
He doesn't know Shakespeare. Shakespeare, And then he quotes it back at them. And quotes a sonnet. You know what? I swooned. You swooned? (laughs) I swooned. So did Hermione. (laughs) Hermione was staring at Ron. Harry burst out laughing. What? said Ron. (laughs) All all I gotta say, any guy can really seriously, this recite Shakespeare can make almost any woman swoon. I'm one. <laughs> so if somebody was to come- <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying if somebody comes up to you and starts spouting to be or not to be, that is the question you're gonna fall on your fall at their feet. If they have a British accent, hell <laughs> I've just decided to switch our Friday schedule to Monday, which means that the test we take each Friday on what we learn during the week will now take place on Monday before we've learned it. But since the day is Tuesday, it doesn't matter in the slightest. Pencils ready. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? I both cried. Okay. And we were talking about Nigel and Imogen and how she didn't seem to be in any hurry to get off of Ron's lap. And he was rather... Um, oh, that was just wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And she knew he was a Weasley. Yeah. He introduces and he himself and she's like, oh, a Weasley. Still sitting on his lap. Woohoo! Dad! <laughs> mm-hmm. She knew his Uncle Billius, apparently. Such a lovely man. A bit eccentric, but otherwise delightful. A terrible tragedy, him dying the way that he did. Yeah, after he saw mm-hmm. the grim. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is the grim guy. Yes, I he just is. Thought, you know what? It, it just dawned on me what Ronald's middle name is. Billius. Billius Weasley. And I love this. Er, right, said Ron. Um, if you don't mind, I need to er, move. Oh, said the witch as she climbed off his lap. You must forgive me. It's not often a woman of my age has the privilege of sitting on the lap of such a handsome young man. Oh, boy. Ron's ears were bright red. <laughs> and the quite love it. Go ahead. And the quarters of Hermione's mouth twitched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they hold it in until they finally get off the bus, and then they just start laughing like crazy. Mm-hmm. I like the guy. I like the the actor who can't apparate. He tried twelve times. <laughs> yeah, it's Polonius. It's amusing that it's Polonius too. Actually. If he could evaporate, he would have um, had a lot better time after the uh, behind the tapestry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're we're now back in. Are we back in London? Oh, oh no! I like the line. They stop at the Ministry of Magic by the. I like I like the line. Well, the the guys on the bus. It says, uh, "What is what is the line?" It's something about redheads. I think I think Miany says it. Oh, redheads are quite lovely. Yes. Imogen says she's very lucky because um, he reminds Ron she, reminds her of her husband. She says, "I've always had a soft spot for redheads." Oh yes, redheads are quite lovely. <laughs> Ron put his head in his hands and looked like he wanted to crawl under the beds and hide. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know why you just you don't see Hermione having that sense of humor, not even in the oh. in in canon as much. Oh no no no, um, Ron has rubbed off on her with her swearing and Harry's dry <laughs> sense of humor has rubbed off on her too. Oh yes. I mean in canon? Um no. not so much in canon but no. in this story. Oh this yeah, story. that's what I that's what uh, I love because I can just see Hermione getting stuff from from mm-hmm. that. She brings something up like that just every once in a while and they still stare at her in shock because they aren't expecting it. Right. Mm-hmm. That whole straight man thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just funny. Yeah, she's like the abbot of Abbot and Costello. Yes. Kind of thing. And then Harry is Neville Longbottom again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like Stan. Ah, uh, that's not true. He's <laughs> like, shut up, Stan. Explain <laughs> yeah, but I'm sticking to it. I wonder what would happen if the real Never Longbottom had forgotten the night bus. <laughs> probably tell him he was Harry Potter. <laughs> You're not very too, are you? Uh, yeah. Devil, you must have been in a... You got a glamour on uh, You had an act that you look different. Uh, <laughs> it's just like it's just like the old Bob Newhart show. This is my brother Daryl, my other brother Daryl. <laughs> right. This is my brother Daryl. This is my brother Neville, my other brother Neville. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do find it amusing that Ron has memorized the sonnet, though. That was, yeah. that was mm-hmm. great. And, and, you know, very nonchalantly, well, I, I gave you that book and, and I kind of read through it a little bit. Yeah, you had to read through it a little bit more than that if you've actually got some of it memorized. Yeah. Right. For me to right. memorize anything, I had to at least write it out ten times. Yes, and Jenny says she's on another planet because yeah. Ron is... <laughs> He's reading and reciting poetry. Yeah. And, and in Julia's notes, it says something about, and it has nothing to do with this, but that um, that Ron's doing homework. Increased schoolwork from Ron? I never yeah. thought I'd see the day. Yeah. So it's rubbing off in all of these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the 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 funny thing was that I think that made me laugh, besides the fact that, you know, Ron is reciting poetry, is that when Mr. Weasley shows up. Yes, yeah, his line. That, mm. that Ron and Harry are wrestling each other. They actually get to be teenage boys at this bit. Because yeah. Yeah. they're calling each other names and shoving the whole, you can, you can see them doing the little bumping chests thing or whatever. I see Ron with Harry's head in a headlock. Mm-hmm. I love that. Ah, said Mr. Weasley. I see the young men here are being their usual mature grown-up selves. <laughs> um, hi, the Dad, is, said Ron. I can see them doing that at 40. That's the scary part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, quite possibly. I have friends that do that at 40, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Had time around serious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sniff. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So so now and then Ron it's, and Hermione are off to Hermione's parents. But first, Harry has to say goodbye. And, and Harry's really having trouble with this because it's going to be his first Christmas away from Ron since they've met, too. Mm-hmm. And he's right. trying really hard to, you know, to be the man about it and, and let Ron go and, and because he knows that Ron needs to be with Hermione. But doggone, it's really hard. <laughs> I know. At, at one point in time, I just wanted to slap Harry and go, get over it. Let him go. No, I, 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 I didn't have the. Patience. I, I, I kind of agree with Sue here because he. This is this is the. He's never had a Christmas, a real Christmas, without Ron. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. True. I mean, it's a many fanfics that I've read. I mean, this is like his forty-seventh time having Christmas with them. But so I was yeah. kind of like, I, I think for me it was because since I was speed reading, I wanted it to get over with. I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on next. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. It's true. But yeah, it, it is a very well, sentimental but thing. But it is, yeah. The, she writes people very realistically. I like mm-hmm. that. Because they have everyone hugs, and then Ron and Harry sort of stand there looking at each other. It's like, so, yeah, um, so, right, uh, well. Yeah, uh, that, that old um, back-slapping <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, has anybody watched Love Actually? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. this where um, it's the manager and and the singer, right. and they mm-hmm. do that little manly hug. That's what I pictured them doing. The one armed. Yeah, no, they kind of hug. Too long. Yeah, they, back. Little back slap. Like, right. like, yeah. Okay. okay. He's mm-hmm. like, what do you What are we gonna do next now? Let's watch porn. And it was just funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched that movie way too many times. I love that movie. Oh boy. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, well. Alan Rickman's in it. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> Colin wow. Firth, Liam Neeson. Oh, yummy. Where are we here? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Fuck so so Ginny, Ginny takes Harry's hand after they leave and, and kind of gives it a light squeeze. And, and he feels a flood of reassurance into him. And he smiles weakly at her. So she kind of makes him feel a little better. She uses her, her powers. And then Ron gets to meet <laughs> the family. The Grangers. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I never laughed so freaking hard. I just wanted to just look at Ron and go, shut up. <laughs> he kept putting his foot further and further and further into his mouth. Oh, I just love him. And the funny thing is, she um, they have the thing where she, he's like, he's telling himself just to shut up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't stop. Help me. He's like, has diarrhea of the mouth. Jeez, banana, shut your freaking gob, okay? You know, he's doing all of this, and then he goes to bed finally, and he's reflecting on the day. And he got attacked by the garbage disposal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, who wanted to kick Mr. Mr. Granger for giving Ron that kind of talk? Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. you know. I I wanted to kick him, but I also wanted to, I also was thinking to myself, I wish my own dad would have done that to some of my boyfriends. (laughs) (laughs) Threatened them with a rifle? What? It's interesting that um, Mr. Granger's bought a rifle, and in a lot of fics, that wouldn't really get much attention. So he's got a rifle, good for him, got the protection. But, yeah, but um, she no- she notices that the, the gun laws in Britain actually are different than the American ones, and so she, she goes through and has that um, become an issue. Yeah, I didn't even know that myself until I looked it up. I've noticed a lot of very fine details and i think one of the and this will show up later um but it's it's not so much a plot it doesn't have really anything to do with plot but it has to do with raising one of the things that we here in the united states take for granted is that if you say that somebody's in the hospital you they'll say they're in the hospital great mm-hmm. britain they don't say that they say they're in hospital mm-hmm. not in the hospital and i see that i saw that further in the story here several times because they end up obviously this is not a big surprise but they do end up in st mungo's mm-hmm. and but everything is in hospital so and so is in hospital i thought that was very interesting and it was a very astute detail because mm-hmm. this is a story that is based in Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I don't know if it's entirely her or if she has good betas for that sort of thing or what it is, but it does um, it does fairly well with that sort of thing in this story. So yes, mm-hmm. I, agree. I agree. So I'm reading these lines that Ron he's just having way too much trouble here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says bloody in front of her father. Say something funny. No, on second thought, don't say something funny. Don't be yourself. Are you mad? You'll sound <laughs> stupid and offend Hermione's mom. And and. <laughs> I like I like when he's never seen a computer before. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's entranced by the shiny box. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. <laughs> Which happens to people who have seen computers before. So hey, <laughs> some of us that were entranced till two and five a.m. last night this morning. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know who that could have been. I don't know either. <laughs> Yeah, I, I liked when he was just go. It was like he's category um, putting categories in the house. I'm like, oh, they have a piano, but ours plays. Theirs doesn't. It was just, it was just like he was going through all the different stuff. It was just just going through the house and giving getting inventory of what's going on there. I've seen in 
in his view. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, the bedroom that they give him to stay in, and, and he's like, it's just far, far too nice for someone like him to sleep in. <laughs> well, you have to think. He's come from oh, yeah. the borough. Family of seven, yeah. And then he's gone to Hogwarts, where he's been the head boy, and that's a very old room. Mm-hmm. And here is a here is a room that's in a very nice house that he doesn't have to share with anybody. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's not an attic. With this year, he slept with four other guys in the room, so yeah. Right. Or, or Hermione. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that was this year, too. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then, Doctor Granger says, "Do you mind if we talk?" "Yes." "No," said Ron, and his voice nearly failing him again. And he gets the "You're not quite good enough for my daughter" speech, <sighs> which is good where you him. wanted to kick him, I suppose. Yeah, I did want to kick him there. Mr. Well, I'm like, yes, he, I'm, no, I wanted to kick Mister Granger because I'm like, "Yes, he is. He's wonderful for her. Don't you know this?" And I'm thinking, "No, he doesn't. He doesn't yeah. know any of this stuff. He doesn't know anything about Ron at all." Yeah, but, but yeah. at the same time, I look at it like this: He knows his daughter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he knows that she has more sense than anybody else that he probably knows. Period. Probably including himself. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a sensible girl. Yeah. She's not going to. <laughs> He's just not a little go- worried because they're both yeah. seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. they're both of age. Yeah, and I don't think he. I mean, he. I think he's now getting a sense of what they've been through. So they have grown up a lot more, but in so many ways, he still wants to keep her his little girl. Sure. And I think I like how he went back, just kind of like gave even Ron a history of what her life was before she even found out that she was a witch and and her differences with the other kids and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Ron thinking to himself, "Yeah, I didn't even treat her very." well too so right. that's a very yeah beginning. but he was 11 yeah, yeah. girls have cooties at 11 <laughs> by the way is this one of the times where you were um freaked out by the various names because um, it seems to me that warren and alice are awfully close to what their aliases were when she gave them new memories and whenever it was i think no, it was just in this was not one of deathly hallows but I, this was not one of the places where i was freaked out no i wasn't particularly freaked out by that but i found it interesting because i think there was a w name involved anyway when she was giving them australian new lives and such no this was not one of the places where i was freaked out by names it was a lot further in it's interesting generally that they're just different names than you usually see because most often they seem to be dan and emma just because (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah people do that one story a couple of days ago. I, I don't remember who it was. Oh, yeah, I do. It was Lavender Brown. It was uh, one of our other stories here. Jenny was playing Quidditch, and the seeker for the team that she was playing on, his last name was Radcliffe. Well, I, I like the end of this where, you know, Ron's trying to defend himself, and, and Ron finally says, I just want Hermione to be happy. He said, finally, no matter what. Dr. Granger looked at him for what seemed like ages, as if he were studying him. At last, he spoke. I do believe you mean that, he said. I do, sir, said Ron. Dr. Granger side and then to Ron's amazement he smiled sadly. The thing is Ron, she seems happiest with you, he said. So. I do like, just remember I own a rifle and I'm not afraid to use it and yet you're not supposed to have the rifle and where the heck were you able to practice with it? Right, mm. and and Ron doesn't know what a rifle is so he's like, okay whatever. <laughs> oh no, Hermione described it to him. He's a little yeah. bit worried. Yeah, he's a little worried. <laughs> but then okay. Warren laughs and tell him he, tell, tells him he couldn't resist. So. Yeah, that was cute. That was fun. So we go on to chapter 34. 34. And 34 in which Hermione is called, snaps a little bit about 
this whole rifle thing. Yeah, well, 34 is called The First Strike. There is an author's note at the beginning of it that says, this is never a good sign. This chapter contains somewhat intense graphic violence. Never Mm. a good sign. No. Yeah, it it starts off with us back with Harry, so we get to see some of what they're doing for a while. Right. Grandma Place, yeah, and get all... Fred and George have invented a paint so that the paintings all shut up. Shut up, shellac. <laughs> and we discover later that Molly is now testing their products for them by coming up with ways to stop them working. Yes. Because she's done it for 14 so years or however long. So. <laughs> might as well. Oh, you might as well use the best. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. So Grimald Place has been transformed. Yes. And Everything is yellow. Did you notice that? And it's it's not only cheery, but you have to understand that these row houses are very small. They're, we have small windows. The rooms are long. So you want them to be bright, but you don't right. want them to be white bright. It's true. I think that she may have done the yellow in the... Right. It just seems like it was just yellow. Everywhere was yellow. No, I didn't get that impression, okay. actually. Um, the drapes in front of the portraits are changed to yellow. That's about all that. Okay. A clean, mentions. pale yellow. The door, sturdy and comfortable looking, not particularly stylish. The walls were painting a bright, clean, pale yellow. Okay, that was in the bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the other places had just a pale paint. They didn't say it was yellow. Oh, okay. The bedroom may have been yellow. Okay, maybe I mean, that's what... Gonna, you're also going to have themes. You're going to have a blue room, you're going to have a red room, you're going to have a yellow room, you're going to have a white room. That's that's normal. Yeah. If you're, that's very normal for townhomes. No, that's normal for almost anywhere. So, Grimmauld looks a whole lot different. Okay, what was the whole thing about Harry looking in the mirror and seeing Sirius? That could just kind of threw me for a loop. It's just his memory sort of playing, because even though the place is so different, he still sees Sirius and everything, because this is how Sirius would have liked it to be. Mm-hmm. So he sees Sirius looking out of the mirror, sort of smiling, and then looks again, and it's just his own face. Mm-hmm. Right. It's his memories, that's all it is. Okay. At first I thought Sirius was going to come back there for a minute, and I was getting excited. I was like, Sirius? Sirius? I don't think Mirror, Sirius. mirror on the wall. He was just going to come visit you know, how many fanfics have you read where Harry kind of goes off into his own little world and he sees Sirius? So that's what I thought of. I think Grimmauld Place would be the very last place that Sirius would haunt. Mm, true. So we have... Are we ready to move on? Well, everybody comes well, to Grimmauld Place. first we Grimald have yeah, Harry's Christmas and he's shocked by how many people there are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Charlie's okay. Yeah, the Gimpy Twins. Molly was not quite so impressed, but she rarely is. I like Bill's getting French lessons. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, he really gets French lessons. (laughs) Oh, and then we have Ron's dream. Yeah. Very weird dream, which he can't remember most of. Which, this kind of was, she killed her own child to keep him away from Voldemort. Yeah. Mm, Okay. I think it was the whole, it's all foreshadowing. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I think Ron just puts the wrong people in it. Mm, I don't know. Because I haven't read the whole entire thing. The redhead woman really isn't Jenny, it's Lily. And he's seeing what she did for Harry. She really didn't kill the child. She put that blood spell or whatever it was on him. I don't think so. I think that she actually, because she puts it on the child and then she absolutely freaks out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not a green flash, though. It's a white flash. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. The woman lets out a choke sob and kisses her baby's forehead. I'm so sorry. I think she's probably apologized because she knows she's going to die and she can't take care of him. I don't know. know. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to figure out. I don't think we've got enough of the information to see where that's coming in yet. I sort of assumed the same thing you were, Tresha, when I was reading it, but then Ron did actually look through the dream and sort of see that it was Ginny in that. I don't know what's going on there exactly. I'm going to stick to it. I think it's not Ginny. I think it's 
it's Lily and it's a past thing because okay. you just because there's just been so many reference how Harry and Jenny look like James and Lily kind of thing with all the hair and everything else. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> okay, but he does say the woman had killed her baby. She killed her son rather than turn him over. Yeah. So that was like whoa. And the woman had looked yeah. like Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. Those are Ron's interpretation rather than the yeah. bits that are right. actually right. describing it though. So. so Ron gets up and he hears the Grangers arguing. Arguing. Mm-hmm. And it's Hermione shouting at her father about the gun. Mm-hmm. I have to kind of wonder how she found out about it that morning. She was on the internet looking at gun laws. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it says I that earlier, and it says that a little bit later. She explains to Ron that she was looking there, and then she has to try and explain to him what the internet is. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Okay, gotcha. And I like how Ron just kind of pretty much takes her in hand and says, Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Which is usually never a good thing to say at that point, but um, you kind of have to anyway. <laughs> Telling Hermione to calm down is like, hello, match, meet gasoline. <laughs> it's like trying to get a, a train to stop suddenly. Mm-hmm. Where yes. it, if it's going full speed ahead, it still goes about I three or four miles. <laughs> it's not quite as bad as don't get upset when she already is. But Now, now, honey. <laughs> Boom. Mushroom cloud. <laughs> don't call me honey. She manages it fairly well in this case. Yeah. How many laws did you break when you put the memory charms on Daphne and Zabini? Eh? Or when you slipped them the Veritaserum or brewed that potion for me? Yeah, the Mm. potion. Yep. Oh, yay. We forgot about that one. It was a little earlier, but... I, I think it was in a different... It was in a different section. He was first starting this whole seer thing and had to give everything up for a week. Abstain Two. from everything. Two. <laughs> Two weeks. What a man. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't explode. <laughs> Let's see. 17 years old? Hmm, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Here it is. This guy, you've been a 17 year old guy at one point in your life. You want to elaborate? Uh, no. Not really. Okay, no. good, because I don't want to know. That's all right. I was a weird 17-year-old guy anyway, so... Well, yeah, here it is. He asks her how she found out about the whole gun thing, and she says, I found it on the internet. And she says, it's on the computer. It's also called the World Wide Web. It's relatively new. It's this, well, web of electronic communications and these things called websites. And he says, you know what? Are we done with the Grangers? Well, well no, yeah. we're going to find out what happens to them. The first... Oh, the no, first no, no, no. Except that Ron gets relegated to setting the table, which is amusing again. <laughs> to keep him away from the garbage disposal from hell. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's when you, this is when you realize he's Mr. Weasley's son. Now, Harry, you must know all about muggles. Tell me, what exactly is the function of a rubber duck? <laughs> okay, uh, so we have... I'm just amazed you didn't lose all of his fingers in the garbage disposal. Really? Well, it was the fork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fork, the fork hit, was sticking up. up. He didn't put his hand down in there. He was trying yeah, to grab the fork because it was spinning around. Right. Mm-hmm. But still... <laughs> So we go back to Grimmauld yeah, Place. It switches back to Grimmauld Place. They're all having their dinner and being very cheery, except that Fleur, strangely, seems to keep going to the bathroom. Yes. I guess. And so did I. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was going to be his original announcement. Rather than the elopement being the announcement, I thought that was going to be it. Yeah. I was waiting for, like, Molly just, like, go nuts. Well, the thing that wasn't, it wasn't so much the going to the bathroom. It was the fact that she got sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The morning sickness. It was like, ding! Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really like Ryan's notes on this. Fleur kept excusing herself to use the, uh, I'll fix it and say bathroom, which puzzled Harry, but then perhaps she was just nervous about spending Christmas with her future in-laws. Dumbass. 
<laughs> Ryan's being mean to the poor boy. <laughs> Not as though he's seen a pregnant woman before. Yeah, I was like... He wouldn't have been old enough to... Well, no, Petunia never was, because Dudley was there before he showed up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't know. But yes, Ryan is being his usual dryly amusing self. <laughs> we have to get Ryan in every once in a while, since he's not here. I found it. There it is. <laughs> Dumbass. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he, he uses that a few times in here. He's not so impressed with the intelligence of the characters. Yeah, well, then Jenny yeah. just gives him, like, the big gold hint, and Wait, he's just like, oh. Uh-huh. significant look? I don't know. Maybe. So, here. The other bit was when uh, Ron had a dream, and Harry and Ginny were dancing and dressed in white. He assumes it must have been about the Halloween ball. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Well, that was yeah. the same dream. That was the same dream that morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love Hermione. Got him a, uh, a Cannon's jersey. I think that was, it was. Oh, one. yeah. Ron. <laughs> but Ron. Well, um, it's not as if there are a lot of people who want their jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Well. Ron likes it anyway. Yeah. Or I think I missed. Did we skip over? Wait a minute. Well, then, yeah. He announces we eloped. Yeah. Okay. So Bill and Fleur. Bill's big announcement. Mm-hmm. With the elopement in Paris. And the family basically goes nuts. Right. Well, Molly goes nuts. That's yet to be expected. You knew that she was going to go nuts. Oh, yeah. My first mm-hmm. board. And then it's, by the way, she's pregnant. So not only is the, not only has she gained a daughter-in-law, she's about to gain a grandchild. Mm-hmm. Which makes everything all better again. Yes. <laughs> grandchilds make everything better. I love the line. You do know you'll have to cut your hair now. <laughs> <laughs> a father can't go around looking like a hooligan. <laughs> I like when Fred and George is like, you got good swimmers. Is it wrong that I was totally aroused by that? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> With her condition. In her condition. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mrs. Weasley, who has just gone entirely nuts about them not having a wedding, says, oh, pish posh, a wedding isn't that important. And then we have a cry in the kitchen and a snog. And then we go back to the Grangers. And they actually say, I love you this time. Yeah. Hey, you're not supposed to cry when I say that. <laughs> I was thinking, hose pipe, hose pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Human hose pipe. You know, it's funny because I've been all this fanfic overload. It, there's one of the stories that I that I just read where Harry starts to wonder that you know, does every girl I kiss have to cry after I kiss her? <laughs> yeah, not that bad. <laughs> you know, he's actually he's probably quite good. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. <laughs> like, kiss the girls and make them cry. Yep, yeah, that would be Harry it's Potter. Good. <laughs> it's the angst rubbing off. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yes, then we go back to the Grangers, and Ron thinks it's really quiet. Ron, Ron finds Christmas with the Grangers telly. very quiet, and yes, well, now he's mesmerized by the telly, which he finds much easier to say than television. Because right. <laughs> otherwise he'd call it Fellivision or something. <laughs> Fellitision? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fellitision. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yes. So, and he the, doesn't understand cricket, which is extremely amusing to me. No yeah. one understands cricket. <laughs> But polo, polo's a good Polo story. makes sense. There's <laughs> violence to that. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Which I, the reason I think it's funny is that Dan Radcliffe is wild about cricket and apparently has rubbed off on Rupert. Okay. Not as much as Dan, but apparently Dan is nuts about cricket. Huh, fun. Yeah. I didn't know that. It was after the television, after the cricket match is when we see what she gave him. And it was the, the Chudley Cannons jersey. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it's not as if there are a lot of people who want Cannon's jerseys. That was cute. <laughs> what did he get her? I can't remember. He got her... Oh, it was with the locket. Yeah, a <laughs> series of pictures of all of them and of Crook, Shanks, and Pig. And, yeah. Yeah. and he'd even written stupid little poems on the back. Poems so stupid, he made her swear she would never, ever let anyone see them because he'd die of embarrassment. And Dr. Granger apparently is terrible at chess. <laughs> yeah. So we know where Hermione gets it from. Yeah. That's their... <laughs> <says> that. <laughs> that was their excuse for um, the whole heart-to-heart earlier about not hurting Hermione. They decided they were talking about chess. Mrs. Granger is, you don't play chess. Yes, well, uh, I thought I could learn. <laughs> Oh, boy. Is this why you barely touched me? Because you're scared of my dad? I just don't want him to hate me. And he has a rifle. (laughs) (laughs) Bet she regrets describing to him what a rifle is. Hermione, he has a really big gun. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and then the attack. Nice climax to- for a miniseries or whatever, if they make one out of this. Yeah, I was just like, oh, the Crucio and everything. I was like, oh, my God. Well, and she freaks out. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we talk about this in the next chapter, though, right? No, this is, is all This all happens. It's the Hermione meltdown in the next chapter? Yes. The okay. meltdown is, yeah, the, but she goes a little wild in this one. She, well, <laughs> understandably. I just uh, went back. I just went back to, to Ryan. Tribal warrior? <laughs> <laughs> I tribal Roy. And then Ron Zero, garbage disposal one. Harry okay. loves Ginny. Shocker. What does Hermione do to the one Death Eater? Slices she, his aorta, which is yeah, a yeah. vessel in the heart. She, wow. she that yeah, was, because he was coming after Ron. Yeah, so she I mean, literally slices his heart open and he dies of internal bleeding. Look, you stupid bastard, you've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look, just a flesh wound. Yeah, on the stairs. You know what? That's some pretty good. It's a cool spell. Yeah, th- I mean, you know what? I think that's the first. I don't think I've ever seen that spell in any of the fanfic. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There are a few spells that we see in here that you don't see anywhere else. The thing that we see, we see the attack. We hear the apparitions. The wards come down, and we hear the apparitions. And he breaks one guy's leg. Ron does. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is Hermione hitting the guy on the stairs with the aorta, the mm-hmm. uh, lacerate aorta. In, in Latin, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like, wow. I mean, she threw that yeah. at him and it was like, holy crap. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a and what did she, what spell struck um, Lestrange in the forehead? There was a crack and he held in pain and dropped Mr. Granger, who slumped um, to the floor. I'm uh, trying to figure out what the heck that spell was. You see. I'm not going to pronounce it. You know my Latin stinks. Yeah, here, I found it. Fetisco um, Galerum. Let me see if I can uh, find it here. Let's see. I'm not entirely sure what that would actually mean. I'm not sure either, but I'm trying to find it. Mm-hmm. It means crack your skull open. How? Well, there you go. It means, well, fatisco means to crack open, and galerum is skull cap. Ooh. Ah. So she was trying to crack break his skull. skull. Yeah. Yeah. Ow. That'll, that'll do it. She's a little riled up. A little? <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that was her parents are being tortured as she yeah. does these things, so, yeah. Um, so that was a, yeah. <sighs> 
And then we have a, a the, the, the last Death Eater comes in, and Ron throws himself in front of Mr. Granger, Dr. Granger, mm-hmm. and, but Mom shoots him with yeah. the rifle. Yeah, I put, go Mrs. G. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. And Hermione has a meltdown when they get back. Well, they get them out. They mm-hmm. take them all back to. Well, they yeah, take, Tom's and Remus back. show up. They oh. start cleaning everything up. Yeah, just moments ahead of the, the police officers that are on their way because of gunshots. Right. Mm-hmm. Tonks says London is showing because she calls them coppers. Coppers. Yeah, coppers. What would give her away? Watch your Harry. Watch your Harry. Yeah. I'd say that's probably it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and she got this. Tonks is disgusted with herself. Well, mm-hmm. she got okay. tricked. Yeah, and she got yeah. hurt. Mm-hmm. And who was the one? Who was the one who wanted to see Trisha? Was it you who was talking about? Are we going to see any Remus Tonks? Yeah, that was you. Yeah, that was me. Okay, can't you tell I'm a Remus Tonk fan? Well, and you <laughs> let me My think. name is what Miss mm-hmm. Lupin. Miss Lupin. <laughs> <laughs> Think about this, um, but we, you know, because I, you, you'd said, you know, I hope there's some of this in there. Is it any? This is what we see here. Mm-hmm. Little crumbs. That's usually all we see. Mm-hmm. There's a moment a little bit later in which um, they interrupt Harry and Ginny in the kitchen of Grimmel Place right. and shoo was... them all out. And I, maybe it's earlier. I'm not sure. I thought they but, interrupt not Harry and Ginny. I thought it was Ron and Hermione. Ron and Hermione. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I thought that was cute. I just I giggled. I don't know. Anyway, they get they all. <laughs> get shoot out and everyone has to go back to their beds but then Lupin keeps Tonks behind right <laughs> so read into that what you will I did I'm glad so so right now we're we're trying to get right now we're trying to get the Grangers away from their house right mm-hmm. yeah this right. is where the Snoogle um, version ends incidentally the last chapter is um, Tonks transforming into Mrs. Granger which I could sort of tell wasn't the end Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'd be a bit confusing as an end of the story. Oh, yeah. Just a little. A little, little cliffhanger there. Yeah. Sounds like sirens, and then we have. So they. So now they're going to. Um, Port Grimmauld yeah. Place. They've made they're a port key to Grimmauld Place. To Grimmauld Place. Okay. So now, everyone's in the same place again. So we have Dr. Granger, who was hit by uh, Cruciatus. Mm-hmm. We have Mrs. Granger, who's just killed somebody who was trying to kill Ron and her husband. Mm-hmm. We have Ron, who has thrown himself in front of Dr. Granger to protect him from the Death Eater who Mrs. Granger shot. And we have Hermione, who killed somebody who was trying to kill Ron on the stairs on the way up to save her parents. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Ron okay. killed someone before this, correct? Uh, Ron yeah. 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 in the last book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was the last one. All right. Just making sure because they, they made the reference to it. And I was just yeah. kind of yes. like, um, shot a cutting curse at his neck, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that because he was going to kill Hermione. Mm-hmm. So we have everybody arrives at Grimald Place and there's mass chaos. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which right. is kind of usual when there's that many people and some of them are Weasleys. And Ron is feeling guilty because <laughs> he, he didn't did not meditate the entire meditate. day. Right. And so it's all his fault. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's become, Ron, I want to be Harry Potter. Weasley. Yes. He turns. Yeah, he turns to Harry Potter fifth year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which um, does get brought up a little later. I was yes, going to say that. Does. I really like that. I'm, I'm scrolling trying to find it. It's one of Ryan's quotes in his. Oh, well, that uh, makes things easier, notes, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. The 18 so pages back up. Code, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry Harry says it. Ron, don't do this. Don't be like me. Right. And then Hermione, now we get everybody fixed up. Mrs. Granger is now going into shock. 
because mm-hmm. she's just shot somebody. Right. So, of course, what does Mrs. Weasley do? She drugs the two of them. The specialty. Yes, the specialty <laughs> that puts everybody to sleep. And um, I like Julia's notes. I'm sorry. I just want to say people don't kill Death Eaters. Gun kills Death Eaters. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it. I started to laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Doctor, yeah, Doctor um, Granger really recovers from the cruciatus. You know that curse really quickly. But you think mm-hmm. think about what the cruciatus curse is. It's like an electrical shock. It's uh, um, intense stimulation of all your nerve endings, basically. But once you stop this, this stimulation, after a period of time, it, it wears off. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he did not have it put on him for an extended period of time like the long bottoms. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, one time when it I had... It seems him, longer reading it than it probably actually was because they were yeah, up the yeah. stairs pretty quickly. Yeah, yes. that's true. Yeah, because I, I'm thinking about it because I, um, one time I was going in physical therapy for my knee. And they ha- and they give you little electrodes and they to stimulate your muscles and stuff like that. And trying to th- and I was thinking of that. I'm like, yeah, I got over it pretty quickly after it was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yes, it's full body, and yes, you're going to be sore, and yes, it's, you're going to have some residual from it. But it's not something that is going to lay you out for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're yeah. still going to be able to move. You're still going to be able to walk and talk. You're going to be stiff and sore, but it's not going to incapacitate you for a, for an extended period. Period. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just my impression of what Crucio does. Mm-hmm. It okay. sort of makes sense to me. There's a. There's even a. There's a little bit of a movement. I don't know where. Various places I've seen where the unforgivable curses were all originally designed for other things mm-hmm. and what they tend to do with Crucio because it's kind of hard to think up something you would want an excruciating pain curse for other than that is to for exactly what you were talking about Trisha to stimulate people who've lost nerve function and sort of need mm-hmm. to get it back there's like uh, they if there was a lower powered sort of thing that would do that in whichever area you were wanting it for and it could help that way Mm-hmm. That's an interesting. That's a, That's an interesting therapy shock treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously that doesn't quite work with the. You have to want to cause intense pain for this to work, but maybe that's just the evil I version. I don't. You think about the three unforgivables, aka obviously you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. There really isn't much getting around that. But yeah. I also think it's interesting that it has so many syllables. You know, mm-hmm. if you really want to kill somebody, it's die. <laughs> you know, boom, you're dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, five syllables. Yeah, that's pretty. Ada, yeah, Avada Kedavra. That's really Avada long to say. Oh, six. Syllables. You know, six. And, then, and then you have Imperio. Yeah, I can see Imperio too being being something that may have been at one point a twisted version of something that was actually useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think of all three of them, I think the Cruciatus Curse is probably the one that that would have had a better. Um, it would have had a, a more useful lifespan than the other two. Mm-hmm. So. Avada Kedavra would have to be basically euthanasia or something like that. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Maybe you're slaughtering your cattle without um, causing any damage or, you know. Well, it's it's like putting a dog down to sleep or something like that. Yeah. You know, or, or, or stopping a plague of locusts or, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Because as far as we know, it actually does no damage. All it does is you die. Right, There's right. a rushing sound and you die. Um, and well, and, it, and it's not really... Terrified looks on their faces, but it's not an electrical shock. It just 
shuts everything off. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like brain, like everything unplugging. It's like unplugging the computer. Everything's just dead. Mm-hmm. You know, in one it's fell swoop, not just yeah. something that it's not like watching and like yeah. something. Well, they, just... talk, they talked about that in which class was it? Defense Against the Dark Arts and in Charms, where they talked about the heart restarting potion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the when they were sort of doing their. Um, I think it was mostly in defense, but yeah, it happened a couple of different times, and uh, they keep explaining CPR to Ron and things like that. I, you know, I thought that was very, very interesting, um, looking back at their class schedules, about, because we've always seen transfiguration is one thing, charms is another thing, potion third thing, you know, everything is separate. Mm-hmm. Seventh year, everything is tied together. Right. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. I thought and that it really was makes cool. It makes sense that Perfect sense. defense against the dark arts is basically all of them to one specific goal. Yeah. Because you can defend yourself using charms or transfiguration or potions or anything. But, it, it, uh, it, it, actually, apology too. it actually, yeah, that too, because you've got to know how to put the potions together. Um, I really I, liked how they made Neville more, like, a, even more into potions and stuff like that. And I'm just kind of like, wow, I mean, yeah, he's into herbology. He probably knows, he's probably better at potions that, that canon, than what canon would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except that he melts his cauldron a lot. <laughs> He knows potions theory, I would expect. Yes. And hasn't figured out the practical. So he's recovering from the Cruciatus. Mm-hmm. And in both Julia, Julia's notes and in Ryan's notes, they both say, don't be like me. Right, which is what Harry says. Yes. Because Ron, Ron and Hermione both go into the guilt thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hermione's breakdown is actually because she doesn't feel guilty and she thinks it's wrong. She couldn't stand to have to choose between her father, her father and-, and Ron. And she hates herself because in the last second she did she would rather she that chose her dad Ron. died than lose Ron yeah. yeah yeah and she makes him promise never mm-hmm. ever to do something like that again even if it's an empty promise she goes, to me. Yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah that was that was Hermione's meltdown yeah it and, and Julia says it perfectly it was realistic and scary and heartbreaking because yeah, and Ryan where is his I mean does he see dumbass again <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan no, talks talk about Ron and that. Harry. The hug between two young men, and yet there was an intensity to it that was unspoken but understood. Yeah. Oh, she's Hermione's yelling at Ron and cursing at him. Damn it, Ron, you're not supposed to make me choose between my father and you. Yeah. Don't do and this. he mentions that um, Mr. Granger knows that um, he would that she would choose Ron over him. That's, or that's sort of that's sort of his worry with the whole thing of having her having a boyfriend because he's been the only man in her life and he can't right. be anymore. Yeah, it, his notes also say Hermione is crushed that she must leave her parents behind. Well, this is for later. Um, mm. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we can put that in. <laughs> Fred tries to make a joke. It sort of works, but then Hermione breaks down on him, so it kind of messes that up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still amused by his line though. It says, next time you try, you decide to narrowly escape death, would you mind not doing it in the middle of the night? You're messing with my beauty sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a totally inappropriate and therefore a perfectly Fred thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm starting, we're starting to see Harry, um, <laughs> Harry is yelling at, well, not yelling at Ron, but at the, uh, the four-letter F-U word. 
<laughs> we're starting to see. And he actually calls him that a couple more times in the story, but you stupid fill in the blank. <laughs> That's another thing that was probably different than the other one. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe not. Probably. It was, I don't think in the... She was mm-hmm. stirring a potion in the cauldron. Ron is having visions of pansy. Wait, I think we... Yeah. No, no, it's in the same chapter. Okay. I'm just scrolling down. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's been uh, He's been trying to find her a little bit because she's... Not yet. Not, vanished, not yet. Vanished. Is that later? Yeah. She disappears okay. over Christmas, mm-hmm. which is like but in the next... Ron has a whole big series of odd visions, and he sort of discounts the one of Pansy. As, as he says a little bit later, he also had a vision of Ernie McMillan reading in the common room, so obviously there must not be... Um, he must be having things of ordinary stuff, but... Um, yeah, I think I said to people last night when I was reading this, actually, that I'm pretty. I was pretty sure this vision of his of Pansy stirring a potion is going to be more important than he thinks it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do remember goes, that sight. It goes out of its way to say, "Oh, that's not possibly important." So obviously, it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, there's no red arrow pointing at it. No, not at all. Just ignore the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh boy! So yeah. this oh, what happened was Ron finally meditated. Having not meditated that entire day, he decides he has to that night before going to sleep, even okay, though yeah. uh, he really should just rest after having been attacked by Death Eaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But well, he's still culpa, mea culpa here. So you know. Mm-hmm. And then he finally runs into Hermione because they've sort of been avoiding each other since um, they came back. I think uh, he tried to give her a hug, and she pushed him away, and he <laughs> decided she thought he was guilty. And mm-hmm. Because he was because he felt he was guilty. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was projecting. And it turns out that she's feeling guilty because she's not feeling guilty about the fact that she killed somebody, but that she is feeling guilty that she chose Ron over her father. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they have quite a conversation there for a while, yeah. trying yeah. to work that. It would be really hard. It, yeah, yeah, that's, this is when, oh, she, yeah. when she swears, damn it, Ron. Right. You're not supposed to make me choose between my father and you. And he promises to remember the shield charm Hopkirk invented that blocks killing curses. Yeah, that, that kind of throws me for a loop every time I hear that. I'm like, nothing stops the killing curse. Moody said it. <laughs> so you're being Hermione, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can't be possible. Yeah. Nothing stops the killing curse. No one can operate in Hogwarts ground. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going there, honey. Except <laughs> the house elves. Oh, no, that's a different one. Yeah. Yeah, well, house elves can fight a lot, apparently. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, and then they decide that they're going to hide the Grangers. Yes. And they're not going to tell Hermione where they are. Yeah, yeah I thought that was a little much. Mm-hmm. You can They're see not really sure who the spy is. That's true. Mm-hmm. They That's don't want something slip. They've just realized there is a spy. Um, yeah. Because uh, because the Death Eaters showed up when at, Ron and Heine were there right. at that specific time. And they never told anyone except um, Perry and Ginny and a couple of the Order people, basically, that's where they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So they realize there has to be a spy at Hogwarts somewhere. And, and Julia I, has noted about uh, that, I think. Yeah, Julius notes, a spy at Hogwarts? No way this ends well. My money's on Pansy or not. But probably not. Hermione's right. Pansy's too stupid to be. But that vision combined with the fact we don't know why she's so attracted to Draco after his fall from grace. Could be her too. So so those are her thoughts at that point. Interesting. And they sort of go with that too. They're kind of looking at basically all the Slytherins. There's mm-hmm. a, there are a few moments where they try and say, well, 
doesn't necessarily have to be a Slytherin, but they never really get off that because they right. can't quite right. think of anyone else to look at. So <laughs> this is where that one note of Ryan's came in, that yeah. Um, yeah. he says Hermione's reaction to this whole thing of having to be separated from her parents, not told where they are, not allowed to write even. Um, they don't have flu access or any, anything, basically, to communicate with them, is a lot more poignant than canon, and where he, he felt it was more of a throwaway line that her parents were protected at some point. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one has... Uh, larger reaction from her about that. Okay. So that goes on and... We have another um, well Ron has a... What is this? Is he having a dream? Yeah, this is where his yeah, really odd a- dream that he can't remember all of it comes in. Okay. And so we uh, have the running and... Sc- oh, this is where the wizard, uh, the Weasley wizard Weezes was attacked and then we see the sword and the blade and... You, choo- you chose wrong, which we mm-hmm. see again. Mm-hmm. Someone says that, and it's a familiar voice, but he doesn't know who. Yeah, and we'll see that again. And then the potions dungeon, Hermione was brewing something, and then she turned into Pansy. And then Draco says something to Ron, and Pansy laughed, but when Ron looked back, it was Ginny standing next to her. Mm-hmm. And then Gryffindor's sword again, and then finish it. And Hermione screaming his name. It's the last note of the entire right. vision. And that's and he wakes up. Ron. And then he can't remember most of the dream. Mm-hmm. Too many things happened. I can't remember it all. And that was the end of chapter 34. 35. 35. Yeah. 35. We're a little bit further than you thought. Yeah. 36. 10 left. <laughs> <laughs> this race will be done by the time everybody goes to work tomorrow. Woo! <laughs> I can't call in sick again. <laughs> I'll, 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 no, no. We'll have Mike call in for you. Hi, this is Trisha's dad. Hello. Is this Mr. Skinner? I understand uh, Tricia works for you, is that correct? Excellent, excellent. You see, I'm her father, and uh, Tricia's come down with a bit of a bug. The flu, you understand, yes? And she won't be making it into work today, and she asked me just to inform you of this fact. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much, you've been so helpful. I'll, I'll tell her that, I'll tell her that. And uh, hopefully she'll be in tomorrow, and uh, we're all hoping her fever goes down. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh crap, no, I snorted. I noticed. Oh, well. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Hello, this is Sue's dad. She's not going to work today. <laughs> uh, poor Mike. Oh, Has to get in every podcast somehow or other. <laughs> well, Mike, Mike has to be here in spirit because he can't see right now because he broke his leg. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a flaw thing. So they go back to Hogwarts. Now he's reading his computer screen by Braille. Oh dear. Oh, she did it again. <laughs> Do I get to take points away from her, too? Oh dear. The interesting thing in this chapter, which I suspect will have, will have more impact in the next part that I haven't read yet, is Harry being bequeathed with Fox. As mm-hmm. that's uh, what I'm hoping for. His, um, uh, we do. Dumbledore we do see Fox, Fox too. To Harry, to yes. And Aberforth shows up. Which Yay, is Aberforth! Odd yet amusing. Okay, I got one stupid question about Fox. How long is a month cycle from like 
by the time he rises from the ashes until he burns again. I don't know, but every time Harry sees him in, this be- in the beginning of the story, he always looks like he's about to be burning. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is, this, is it like one year? Is it like one month? No. I, it's, it's shorter than that, I think. But you're talking about a magical creature, and it's probably every month or so. Mm-hmm. But we don't know exactly. But we don't know. A month yeah. or two, anyway. But mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, I was kind of amazed at how much, like, in detail they they got about. She got about about flocks and what he's going to be needing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Little <laughs> bugs and spiders for him when he's a baby and can't um, feed himself. And they force Snape to tell him all this stuff. Who really would rather not? Yeah. And, uh, well, you notice Snape kind of runs through it like blah, 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 goodbye. <laughs> Okay, let's get the hell out. Going, Wait, what? Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> magical creature guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So, and a no. apparently thinks all Elba's stuff is junk. Um, Except for Fox. Which yeah. he wants. Yes. Because yes. he, he will look good in his pub. Yeah, the whole bursting into fire thing. It's a good uh, tourist attraction. Yeah, yeah. And apparently he tells them we get our first little hints of um, spy and intrigue because Not apparently was in the hogshead saying something suspicious to other people and said something about cling foil, which makes <laughs> no sense whatsoever and won't for two or three chapters at least. <laughs> <laughs> right. Foil. Hmm, what is that stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was like kind of like saran wrap meets tin foil. Well, that's what yeah. they call plastic wrap in yeah, Great it Britain. Just is the cling foil. Saran wrap. Oh, really? <laughs> saran wrap. Right. It right. says that um, a little bit. I think another chapter on they remember. Oh yes, that's what cling foil is. Because first, none of the trio recognize it at all, and then mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh yes, it's plastic wrap. It's um, cellophane. It's that thing." Yeah. Okay. We do find that out because yeah. I got, I got there, and we've found it out yet. You're, you're up to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's cling uh, is? Yeah. Yeah, it's in the early 40s somewhere. Okay. Exactly. But, okay. Um, um, then we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> so, so we have cling foil. Okay. Cling foil, and we have not in the hog's head. Yeah, he's in the pub. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And apparently, every time Aberforth comes through the wards, he takes them down. Yes. Yeah. He just so sort he, of does that and puts them back well, he's up. A, yeah. He truly yeah. is Albus's brother if he's able to get him through the wards and take them down. <laughs> much is. to everybody else's chagrin because they have to go put it back yeah. up. Yeah. I found him to be funny. Really he's care. like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, just, I mean, yeah. this Aberforth kind of reminds me of like the, the hippie brother. This like, dude, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Dude. <laughs> so Harry starts back to his room with Fox and Snape. Levitating the perch. We have Harry taking Fox back to Gryffindor Tower, and Fox decided he needed to go through burning on the way back to the tower. The middle of the hallway. Baby Fox, give it a little chirp. This was a guide in for Marchbanks. Mm-hmm. This is where and we meet Harry. Marchbanks. Mm-hmm. The and since we're introduced to him, it's he does show up a couple more times, and I suspect he'll show up more than that. Yeah. Just because he has shown up three times so far, or something like that. Yeah. So he will probably have a part to play. And yeah. it also, um, the burning thing, makes him pause before he comes around the corner and he eavesdrops on Draco and Ginny. And Ginny, right. And, yeah, Draco cor- corners Ginny. Yeah. And this is where we first find out that Pansy has vanished. We don't actually find it out right here, but this is the first sort of reference to it. And she asks what he's talking about. <laughs> and Harry's sort of waiting and holding himself back, and then he says, okay, now I can enter fear and goes around the corner. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Ginny still yells at him. Mm. <sighs> I need a that happens. Girl, take a night and shutting over every once in a while. Yeah, I know. And he's and basically he says, I didn't hear anything. You know, yes, I was eavesdropping because mm-hmm. I was mm. making sure he wasn't. I, I figured you could take care of yourself, but I was making sure. Just check. So, yeah. Right. Just check. I mean, he. Yeah, he can let her at least have her space. And she says it's fine. But she isn't quite ready to um, just drop him because she isn't sure if she's the only thing sort of keeping him from cracking up entirely. Right. Mm-hmm. She's holding him together. Let's see. Where are we at here? Sorry, this is when I'm going to yell at her. I'm like, you're not responsible for his feelings. Yeah. Uh, well, she's an empath. She feels I that know. way. Everybody seems to do that in this story. They all decide it's all their fault and they should carry everything about two or three different things. But yeah. Your depression is boring me for one thing, and it's actually making me a little depressed, which is then in turn making me more depressed that you're actually affecting my mood. I I had a very interesting... um, Neville is working on a potion. Right. Mm-hmm. Neville is working on a potion to repair damaged brain Memories. cells. Yeah. Yes. He was hoping it'd work on his parents. Yes. But it's been- but you know you look at this and this is something that if this works, Neville will be. This is like you know Nobel Prize winning stuff. Oh yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. Because who's to say it has to necessarily apply to people who have been tortured by Cruciatus? It could also be something else has happened to them, or um, they've been obliviated, for example, or yeah. Just or memory regular head or, trauma. Yeah, or, something. Yeah, I was gonna say even the Muggles can even probably yeah. take this potion. Neville's discovery will make him a hero to the Wizarding world. Is that what Ryan said? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said that. I can't remember which one. I well, think that's later in chapter. I like two. Julia's. I can only hope we won't need that potion he's made. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. That, okay, if the gun is on the wall or the gun is on the table, you're gonna use it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the rifle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like the rifle. Yeah. And we have a little bit of a note from Daphne and Blaze sort of working up to um, doing some things with them because she's been trying to tell us that all the Slytherins aren't necessarily insane and evil. Why'd you run out on me? Because you're not quite evil enough. You're quasi-evil. You're semi-evil. You're the margarine of evil. You're the Diet Coke of evil. Just one calorie, not evil enough. (laughs) Just most of them. (laughs) Doesn't quite work with Harry and Ron because they're kind of. I, I just alienated all the Slytherins on the forum. Hello. <laughs> well, hey, none of them are in the story. There you go. Mm-hmm. And everybody keeps walking in on everybody else and being embarrassed and walking back out again. That happens three or four times through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like um, Ron walking in on Harry and Ginny? Mm-hmm. Harry walks yeah. in on Neville and Luna at some point, or right. they've yeah. I missed that. You know, I noticed this. I've been reading this story, and I'm thinking to myself, man, these seventh years are, like, all over each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never saw that in the canon. Everybody's in everybody else's bed. <laughs> and somebody's notes, I can't remember, was it Ryan's notes? Somebody's notes said, you can tell that it's kind of, a you know, the war situation because the teachers just don't have any control about what's going on with the teenagers that are running around. They have more important things to worry about and i don't mm-hmm. know whose notes those were yeah that was in ryan's somewhere it's it's later that he's put that but um i just think you know here we've got i i mean you know seamus and lavender seamus mm-hmm. yeah in the in the uh showers and we have <laughs> Devil, i know i was a little shocked about that one <laughs> that they one. immediately avoid that shower for all time <laughs> <laughs> 
clean. <laughs> Which yes. I think is extremely funny considering what probably goes on in those showers, but hey, you know. Yeah, it's a boy's shower, man. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go, you better scourge a pie, that sucker, before I step in there. And I'm still wearing flip-flops. <laughs> Yes. Okay, so we know that, but Pansy, we we don't know, we don't know yet. No, we know in this one, we find out Pansy's is gone at the end. Pan- yeah, okay, that's Pansy's at the very the- end of this chapter. That's right. the oh. sort of cliffhanger, clanger ending, I think. Clanger, the cling, the cling foil hanger. There's something or other. That thing. Hanging from the cliff. The um, so so Neville has told Harry about this potion that he's working on that he's not supposed to be working on. Um, and uh, yeah, first we find out that Anthony's missing. Anthony, Anthony is missing from right. Ravenclaw, and Pansy is missing because Ron and Hermione and have gone off to a prefect meeting and come back with missing prefects because mm-hmm. both Pansy and um, Anthony are prefects. Okay, yeah, I see that they were, and so Michael Corner is now the seventh year prefect for Ravenclaw until Anthony comes back, and right. so and then they figure out why they talk. They talk about why the Grangers were attacked at home, and the Death Eaters. Her- Hermione says. It was they wanted your blood, or mm-hmm. Harry figures out they wanted Hermione's blood. And, Torturing and my then parents sort of come up with the like theory that, um, uh, or no, that's a little bit later. They're t- uh, they're talking okay. about Voldemort being weak, and this is kind of a Plan B, and it was um, yeah, this, it wasn't this very is well planned. planned. That's right. They talk mm-hmm. about that like two paragraphs down. Um, it's, it's not something the that the Lestranges and um, and Rosier would have done usually because they like their plans to be polished. But um, yeah, Malfoy does does too. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go off half cock. Yeah. Can I say and that? And then we run into Draco again. <laughs> you can. Yes, can. Okay. It's a colloquial thing. I was just checking. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Then we run Draco again in the old divination classroom that no one uses. Upstairs, right. Yeah. And this is where we find out that Pansy's gone. Right. Right. Okay. And this is where we find out that Pansy's gone. And yeah, that was the end gone. of the he chapter. Doesn't know where, he doesn't know where she is. Where she is or anything that happened. Because he, he was supposed to meet her and he said he didn't, but they think maybe his letter was him. He said he wasn't going to. And they think maybe his letter saying that was intercepted and she went anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's when she disappears. Oh, and this is this is also they find out about Anthony Goldstein, and right. he was supposed to meet Padma there, and she was late. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or is that, that in the se- or that, is that in the next chapter? That was in the no, that was meeting. That yeah. was a little bit earlier, and, oh. and um, they all sort of reluctantly feel sorry for Draco, and Ron really doesn't want to, but does anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't tell me you feel sorry for him," said Ron. "Of course I feel sorry for him," said Jenny, "and so do you, if you'd only admit it." Nah. Said Ron, sounding disgusted. A moment passed, and. And then he shrugged and scowled. Okay, I do a little, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> yes, Malfoy. I suppose this means Pansy isn't the spy. Hmm. Darn, I want. And then they just um, they have a group hug, and it's all there. The boys are vaguely uncomfortable with this until Ginny tells them it's okay, and they have a group hug, and it's all wonderful and aha, and. Um, then we're on to 37. Now, 37 is um, called Tactile Sight and, cur- yeah. and Career Counseling. And so when and Ron sort of expands his powers a little bit. Yeah, I this, thought this was this pretty is cool. That whole, this is that whole psychic holding on to something and getting the vibes off of it of the person who um, who's who wore it or who owned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, psychometry, I think, is what they call it. But. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And and considering that not all seers could do it, and he is he is the ultimate pretty good seer. at it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He does have trouble. It's really tiring at first, and he runs into problems with that. Bad. Yeah, but he was really he tired when he started the meditation too. Yeah. It really wiped mm-hmm. him out too. So. And Ferenzi tells him he thinks he could be one of the most powerful seers in the world, and he's really not sure what to make of that because he still doesn't like this whole seer thing but, mm-hmm. but right yeah i really like that like when frenzy just tells him to smell it and all the odors that he's getting from all the stuff i thought it was kind of cool there's a lot of information that you can get through your nose mm-hmm. i mean really though once again ron is weirded out he doesn't really want to be sniffing some other bloke's t-shirt but he does anyway <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have that meditation, and he gets he gets a flash of what flash of where or what what's happened? Going on. Yeah, what Anthony happened? Anthony the first time mm-hmm. he sees um, him waiting at the ice cream parlor, and he goes into the men's room, and there's a flash of light, and that's all he gets at first. In an anguished cry. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Do we, have, do we have... That should be the title of the thing. <laughs> it should be a bigger deal than he lets on. They usually hide these people at Malfoy Manor, M-A-N-N-E-R. Whoa! Or at the Riddle House. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting concept, yeah. Um, so we have that, and then we go to um, Harry telling Ron and Ginny that it's plastic wrap, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they and they talk about you know it's code. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, that's what cling foil is. It still makes no sense. Right. Yeah, I said it. Could it be French? <laughs> could it be French? Uh, no, but you're close. Um, the uh, so we, yeah. Ron is meditating like crazy. Mm-hmm. Do, do you get the impression that he's meditating more than he's sleeping? Yeah, yes. he's a little driven at this point. Yeah, not as much as he gets. But, uh, no, he gets worse, which is kind of mm-hmm. like, dude, well, you know why he gets worse, too. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're jumping ahead um, again. Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. I suppose we could uh, let ourselves, okay. but, man. Yeah. Well, considering so, that we've been doing this for two and a half hours and we still have more than half to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's skipping. So he's, so he's meditating some more. <laughs> He meditates. Okay. Uh, and he has, and he has a, another flash, and this time it has um, Helene Rosier and uh, Rudolphus Lestrange, and they're speaking I'm French. Glad, I'm so glad you're saying that. What's that? <laughs> Their names. Because I'm like, la 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 la. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't pronounce yeah. names because my life depended on it. I'm sorry. That's okay. So, yeah, it's those two, and they're speaking French at each other, and which Anthony, which, which he does not know. But see... He has the handy-dandy, do-it-yourself pensive that he can use that other people can look at what he's looking at. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a, actually a good... Um, I haven't seen it used that way before. Well, I haven't seen anyone where a main character is a seer either, but being able to put the things in for other people to look at who actually know the language is... Oh, I don't know. Look at look at the prophecy. But Charlotte doesn't remember the prophecy. No, she doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've seen things in pensives before, but I'm just saying that's an... an it's sort a, of an intriguing new, new yeah. use for it. That um, yeah, it's, that's that's being be, a spy. What 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 do they used to what do they used to call those? Um, remote remote viewing. Oh yeah. They remember that where the, it was like the Stargate project. They mm-hmm. had people that were in the military, the United States military, that were actually being they were trained supposed to be clairvoyant, to be, which is to be remote yeah. viewers. Yeah, which this is what kind of reminds me of that. But that that's neither here nor there. But um, I guess the reason it's never come up is they don't do other languages in the canon. 
Nope. The, the most we ever hear of another language is Hermione running into some Bobaton students in the forest. Right. And, and speaking French. It. And, and Fleur. Yeah, well, she has an accent. But. Right. Um, <laughs> so does he also tries to meditate about Pansy. They give him a music some... box of hers, but he doesn't see very much, except she seems to be in Nocturne Alley. I mm-hmm. thought it was interesting. Is this where Ferenzi Hello there, Ferenz. talks to him about people who don't want to be found? That's a little bit later, but it's the okay. same thing, because he's tried yeah. that again and can't seem to find anything. Yeah, and, and it's if people are where Anthony, Anthony is afraid. Anthony does not want to be where he is. He wants to be rescued. He wants somebody right. to come save him. Mm-hmm. And so he's projecting that. Where Pansy isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's just trying, to, just trying to survive, and if she does what she's told, especially with people that she kind of knows, she does not trust, but she knows them, but she's, she's always grown up to be, if I do what I'm told, I'm going to survive this kind of thing. So she doesn't extrude that, oh my god, I need I need out to get out of here. I need something extra to help me. If I just do it, I'll survive. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Go back to classes for a little bit, and they're having to have uh, potions for memory, which is terrible and awful. Yes. Um, you have yeah. 30 minutes to brew a confusing conduction. And, and I love that... Um, right? <laughs> McGonagall won't let Ron skive off of classes because he just wants to, to just memorize. Meditate. Yeah. Meditate, thank you, all the time. Yeah. And she's, nope, you need to be there. Mm-hmm. I like the, it's the confusion concoction. Yes, it is. <laughs> We're very, very confused. <laughs> we don't know where to start. <laughs> so, so we have Ron, who is trying to meditate as much as he, he can. We have Hermione, who is spending every free second in the library or with Hopkirk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which kind of leaves Harry and Ginny trying to figure out what's going on with them. Right. And they have another moment and move along further in their relationship. And, right. Uh, this is when I, I wrote to myself, I want to be a freaking empath. No, you don't. (laughs) Only at that point. Yeah, something I guess we haven't actually mentioned is um, Hermione and Hopper are trying to work out this potion using the rest of their blood, like um, Hermione and Ginny and Ron's blood. I thought this was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you're looking at Harry's mother used the spell on him to save him. And now they're trying to put together this potion in order to... Make sure that Voldemort can't kill him. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and somebody, one of the notes mentioned, I don't know whose it was, how the potion was like the spell and after the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Ryan's. And it was how similar it was to Expectro Sacrificum, mm-hmm. or Sacrificum, or however you pronounced it. And so the, uh, it, it, it was similar, but not. Because the spell that they used in after the end, it was something that he cast. Right. And the potion here is something that's going to take longer. It's a protective, it's an, it's an offense. Yeah, it's device an instead of a potion. defensive mm-hmm. right. But I just think it's interesting that they're using their blood because these are the people who love him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And blood magic is usually sort of seen as being this dark thing and they're using it for... Uh, the polar opposite. Yeah. And poor Ron has to get a pint taken with a needle, which he'd never heard of before. And You know what? Yes. I, this is the really weird thing. The really, really weird thing here, though, 
Every time, and I've noticed this, the last story in this story, every time they end up in St. Mungo's, they're getting injections. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I didn't think that... You don't expect wizards to do that. No! You'd expect muggles to do that, but not wizards. Everything is topical and ingested in the canon. Yeah. They basically drink potions all the time, and that's as far as it gets. Yeah, or sabs, and you rub it all over, or something like that, and I'm expecting to see, like, little crystals that you have hovered over you and stuff like that. Yeah, and so... You know, here he is getting, he's having blood taken and he passes out. (laughs) I love the timing of this. This is. Hopkirk is going, okay, we're going, we need the blood samples, one pint from everybody, and Ron's getting more nervous as it goes on, and Snape mentions the needle, and Ron gasps and goes white, and uh, Hermione volunteers um, to go first, she says, giving Ron's hand a sympathetic squeeze, and there's a scene break, and then it starts, Ginny and Harry were still trying not to laugh as the four of them sat around the fire in the common room, which was thankfully quite empty. Shut up, Ron Starled, when Harry clapped a hand over his mouth to hold back a chuckle. Come <laughs> on, it's a big deal, said Hermione, patting his hand gently. Lots of people pass out when they have blood drawn. <laughs> is that you, all you had to do was read the first four letters or first four words of the first sentence and that after the scene break you knew that Ron passed out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, it's like dad at the proctologist. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. yes. Yeah, I like <laughs> Harry. She's right, he said. Happens all the time. My cousin Dudley went down like a stone after having blood drawn, and it was for a lot less than a pint. Thanks, Harry, said Ron sarcastically. That makes me feel so much better. So we have Ron passed out, and then we have a discussion about... Uh... Hermione doesn't get on him for swearing and agrees that Snape is a kid, and he's all yeah. astonished. <laughs> That's good. Um... Well, then Harry goes to um, McGonagall for career counseling. Yes. Mm-hmm. And has a little bit of a discussion with uh, Harvard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was really and taking it hard because Padma's missing. Or, no, oh, no Padma's, Padma's, Padma's upset because, because Anthony Ant's missing. Right. right. Yeah. And Padma Anthony. thinks it's her fault. Right. And Harry can't really comfort her as much as he, he would because he can't admit that Ron's a seer and is looking for him. Yeah. So how do you like all the different things that McGonagall piles on top of him? Whirlwind. We have or training. And then we have... Five different places. Yeah. Then we have teaching positions. And then we have Quidditch. <laughs> Pick yeah, one. Sort of oh, from way, most to... serious to least. Woo. Oh, by the way, you have to destroy the Dark Lord first. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good of her to do that, though. It's it's a, a realistic career counseling thing that she would give him options. Because mm-hmm. Harry himself in this fic hasn't really thought of anything except being an aura. He's right. Like, and uh, I've seen him being a teacher in a lot of other stories, and it works well. But uh, mm-hmm. well, he's he's really good at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look he at that, think he is, but he he is he is he is. Um, here's a here's a movie um, a movie observation mm-hmm. from Order of the Phoenix, where you see him training the, the Dumbledore by the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Not so much the speech by the fireplace, but okay. the outfit. If you notice what Harry is wearing in mm-hmm. Order of the Phoenix, while he's teaching the sweater the tie no it's a cardigan is it a card? it's a it's a cardigan <gasps> it's a and looping it's cardigan everybody else is wearing their sweaters or their vests and the only one okay. who's not wearing a vest is harry 
And from what I understand, from what I've read, that was Dan Radcliffe's idea. Interesting. Because it was to set Harry apart from the students in that classroom. And yes, he was imitating Lupin. So yeah, that's a, a little of an offside. But I thought that was interesting. So and yes, he didn't I, have elbow patches. Did he have elbow patches? <laughs> he didn't have elbow patches. <laughs> I don't think it would fit Harry very well at this point. No, give him a couple years. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was intentional. And um, I think Harry is a very good teacher. Mm-hmm. He does think he is. It's not something he would have thought of. He, ha- he has to be sort of pushed into it in the first place. So. Right. Oh, Harry has to be pushed into anything. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't think he's good at school, so he doesn't think he can possibly be good at teaching. Right, mm-hmm. right. So and then she there's the stack of various pamphlets and the chapter ends on a cliffhanger again because Ron rushes in and stands on Harry's foot and has found where Anthony Goldstein is. Yay. Oh, and by the way, the author from here on every single chapter ends on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She says, "I'm Some sorry, I'm evil. I have to find Some a way others, to keep but... reading." Right. Yeah. So chapter thirty-eight, finding the missing. Did we comment on? Oh, oh uh, Julia says, Harry and Ginny are making progress. Yay. <laughs> in 38 and 37. You know where her priorities are. Yes, yes. you bet. <laughs> Maybe I should just get a job at Quality Quidditch Supplies. <laughs> Harry's thought is like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just think it's interesting, though, if you look at it, when you're in high school, you are, at, at this point in high school, you are doing college applications. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. not doing career applications. Right. Mm. I thought that was a little... It's because the wizarding world, as far as we know, doesn't have a college. Doesn't have university. Right. Mm-hmm. I, just thought, I just thought it was interesting. It's like vocational schools and things like yeah. that. Yeah. They all right. start out as an apprentice whatever and go through that for a while and then um, move up in the ranks of right, whatever right. they are. I just thought it was really strange that, you know, here you're having 16 and 17-year-old kids that are saying, yes, this is what I want to do for the next, you know, 100 years. Yikes! Which is why Harry has change. so much trouble with it. Yeah. yeah. Because he's grown up in the muggle world more than anything else. And saying, oh, because you probably get all the way up through, like, elementary school, they probably say, I mean, I know at least around here, they're like, oh, yeah, you want to go to college, you want to go to college, or you want to go to university. Be- and then going to a magical school, they're like, okay, what's your career? He's like, uh, don't I need more training? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you get that for seven years, but you're still talking about, you know, late elementary to high school or mm-hmm. year 12, I should say, sorry, students, mm-hmm. you know, and year 12 students aren't looking for, yes, I'm going to go into the police academy. They're going to go to college or university first. Mm-hmm. Or training school or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, but that was just my observation. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a cultural difference, basically. Right. So why is Julia freaking out? Julia's freaking out about something in, somebody in a towel. Wait a minute. Oh, yes. That's later. Ron shows oh, okay. up in a towel. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! Those Weasleys and their towels. What can you do? Mm, towels. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it's the red <laughs> Oh, dear. Okay, but before that... They, they found, found, found Anthony Goldstein. Anthony Goldstein. They found him! Yay! Ron saves the day. Again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, he is not... He's nearly... He's not in good shape. No. He's no. been bled nearly to death, basically. Right. They and, find and, him dumped in an alley because they've and, figured out... And I think Ron's also, Ron's also... I should have been able to find him sooner. Oh, come on. You found him! You found him! Yay! God mm-hmm. complex. Yes. 
Well, it's not the God complex. It's the it's the I have to save people. It's yeah. Harry's yeah. complex. Yeah, <laughs> the saving people thing. Yes. Well, there's nothing. Ron is a very he's a very active physical person, and there's nothing he can do with this. It's all him seeing these weird things and having to strain to figure out what they can possibly mean, and then he gets to tell other people and sit and wait, yeah. and he's horrible yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah. He's very. It's not. He doesn't have patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am surprised he can meditate a lot of time because yeah that probably is very daunting on him because he's he is that that kind of physical person anyhow yeah that I is really the difference is... in this run is he's been he's gone through the meditation training and he's gotten a bit better at that but mm-hmm. still i really like the i really like the vision that he hasn't told hermione yet mm-hmm. yeah. about baby mm. his sort of shining it's, vision that's his, yeah it's his person it's kind of like his personal that's habit. his goal yeah that's kind of like the brass ring mm-hmm. for him and, yeah, and my thought was quest but it, that doesn't quite fit yeah and when, the white once that comes true he can tell her because it's happened he's yeah. sort of you know, um he's doing the you can't tell people a wish in case it doesn't doesn't come true. Mm-hmm. We hear that a couple times, actually. The make a wish on a falling star. Mm-hmm. I don't. We've already seen it at least once. Yeah, I believe so. He tries to tell her a few times, actually, but he just yeah. can't quite bring himself to do that just yet. Right, and we have that again here. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're having troubles anyway because Hermione, especially the attack on her parents, has kind of brought home to her um, danger to people, and she can't really stand the thought of him being an aura because that means he's going into danger every day of his every day he goes to oh, work yeah. he could be in danger he, she's, he's becoming a police officer basically so that's really in the line of fire that's really yeah, ripped her she doesn't want that and, and being a police officer's daughter i can understand yes mm-hmm. oh man guys uh, yeah. i apologize for having disappeared in the middle of the podcast but i was babysitting for this family that i'm friends with and then a friend of mine who's also a friend of theirs called me and said hey open the front door so i did and she was there okay so then we hung out for a little while and then like the family came home and then we all hung out together for a little while and then i came home so now i am in my house okay which is not where I was before. So this is like a multi-location podcast. Cool. Exciting. Cool. Yes. Should I go? Should, should I take? Roving should podcast. I? You know, we do that a lot because Sue will do that too. <laughs> yes, she does. Get her for a walk. Sue will carry us to her house. Nice. <laughs> And right oh. now we're lying on the floor with Trisha. Yeah. Oh, nice. So where, what did you guys talk about while I was gone? Can we do like a Kaza style summary? Well, we're on the very beginning of chapter 38 in which Holy Hermione crap, is it? really torn out yeah, about on becoming an aura. And that's about as far as we got. We're getting okay. out there, people. And scarily enough, we've been on topic most of the time. Wow. Oh, I totally Just wish travel. I had been here. I totally wish I'd been here. I re- like I really like these chapters, and I wanted to talk about them. But these then I had to learn Pora, really, which really is better. Wrong. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. We mentioned some of your points. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. We kept you going. Good. I, I feel I feel happy, and as though I have not taken notes in vain. Yeah, you have not. Your essence was there with us. Yes, because we kept okay. saying, and Julia said in her notes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the ghost of Julia. Yay! I'm a ghost, rocking. <laughs> <laughs> so we're up to where um where are we here? We're up to your Julia's favorite part. Ron a towel. <laughs> a towel. Yes. <laughs> nice, but not as good as Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sometimes Weasley's in their Hey, towels. I got him in the vending machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was gone for like two hours, and you're still on chapter 38. Good heavens. Honestly, I think we should probably stop at 40. <laughs> I think that's probably wise. Yeah, I'm getting tired, people. Wherever the next yeah. good cliffhanger is. 40 ends in a very bad place. Oh. Oh, I don't want to end in a bad place. Oh, we'll Wait, where does 40 end? Oh, yeah. No. I want them back. No, one end at 40, huh? Oh, yeah. No, we can't end there. How about we end okay. at 39? Yeah. Anyway, they're, they're going through classes again. Um, the DA has started again. Hopkirk actually thinks she will make a good aura, which shocks him, but she's going to give him a recommendation, and we go through, and she calls him a do-gooder, which he's not entirely sure if that's a good thing or not, but it's sort of what he's just finished telling Hermione, so... Mm. Well, it's like Harry. Harry's a do-gooder, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They rub yeah. off on each other. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have I had a question in, in this thing. Is this at one point Ron? How did Ron's lips start to bleed? He Ron bit, bit them lip. to stop himself because he's so terribly aroused by Hopkirk when she lets herself go a little bit. Oh yeah. Uh, oh boy, did I totally miss out on that? Oh I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of like, what the heck happened there? Oh yeah. He bit his lip hard, and then right. two or three paragraphs later, she says, "Mr. Weasley, your lip is bleeding." Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was really confused about that at one point. Oh, yeah, she, uh... And at one point, I have a note saying that Pansy has a soul, and I totally forgot what the heck that's about. Pansy has a soul? Yeah, apparently Pansy has a soul. Well, this is where that conversation you were um, mentioning earlier, Kelly, about um, being wanting to be found versus not Uh, comes in. Because Ron's frustrated that he still hasn't found Pansy. He found Anthony fine, and he's not getting anything for Pansy. Right. And, yeah, here it says, um, all humans have empathy and foresight if they would use it, but have mostly forgotten it. And Voldemort's greatest evil is that he poisoned his very humanity for the sake of power and immortality. He can't feel love because he can't open his soul. And Ron says, you're assuming he has a soul. And Ferenzi says, says, all creatures have one. And that's where Pansy having a soul comes in. (laughs) Right, okay. Okay, I was all confused there for a second. Oh, yes, we really... I just, yeah, we can't end on 40, or I would probably kill somebody. Um, yeah, we'll stop at 39. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, because I was, I, it, it I wouldn't cried. load, it wouldn't load, I'm like, where, why, did this? and I pulled it up, and I went to the bottom, I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, that's a sad one. Oh, yeah. gosh. And Ferenzi says to him, um... That if she'd have died, he would know it. He yes. would have known somehow. Right. And that uh, that sort of thing for him comes back a little bit again later, that he starts beginning to tell when people are going to die in his vision. Right. And I am so glad that we do not see it from Ron's <sighs> point of view. Oh, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Well... I, I just, I have, I, I just, it, I hurt for Ron because of this, yeah. because of what he had to see, what happened to her, yeah. you know. But it's Pansy, but still, it's Ron too. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's anybody. Yeah, yeah. No one needs that. No it's sort of. It looks like it goes through a longer period here in this chapter with again Termini not being comfortable about the whole aura thing, and Ron finds it kind of weird that she's so distant during the day and so incredibly clingy at night, and uh, Harry tries to tease him a bit, but it doesn't go over well. And then Anthony shows up. Nobody yes, has yeah. been told that he has been found. Found, found. Mm-hmm. And he just shows up in the Great Hall and gets mobbed. 
like Hagrid at the end of the Chamber of Secrets movie, except mm-hmm. probably better. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, he gets one of the Patel twins around him. Right. right. Mm-hmm. They fraternize in the great. McGonagall turns her eye. Yeah, no, McGonagall's like wiping the tears away. <laughs> we we did talk about that, Julia. We talked about how that oh, it. it seems like the seventh years are like in every other everybody else's bed. Oh, Wizard Rock song called "The Year That Hormones Hit Hogwarts." <laughs> <laughs> this would be it. I feel like, yeah, like this is the thing is that song personified. Oh, true. Yeah, Fred and George send him edible underwear, and he is rather freaked out. <laughs> yeah, but God, thing. did you guys see? Did you guys see Ryan Ryan's note about that? Was something like Harry Ginny Fem slash? Let's see. It says, oh no, it says Harry and Ron are both cross dressers. All right. It's because the edible underwear are called knickers. In this point, I don't think it actually applies to that because it's probably you're supposed to give them to your girlfriend. Yes, right. I suspect. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're supposed to give them to your girlfriend and she's supposed to wear them and you're supposed to eat them off her. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the idea. This is my understanding of the process. (laughs) (laughs) Your understanding is correct. Not that I ever ever have a pair or want a pair of them, but yes, that's what they are. Thank God, guys. I have to just, I have to just, we have to go off topic for a second, but I have to tell you all this. A couple of years ago, we were curious as to whether or not edible underwear would be permitted for use on Shabbos. You're not allowed. There's certain rules where, like, you're not allowed to rip or tear things, but there's also, like, an exception to a lot of these things when it comes to food. So we were wondering if edible, (laughs) right, like ripping bread or smearing cream cheese, that sort of thing. We were wondering, like, if edible underwear fell under the food exemption or not. (laughs) (laughs) So we had... I, I definitely, this must have been like probably the most awkward conversation of my life. I went up to Rabbi Hachlin and I was like, so Rabbi, edible underwear on Shabbos, permissible? And he goes, what's edible underwear? Oh, no. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and then we had to, we explained it to him. And he goes, the rule, his official answer came down to, if the woman was wearing the underwear for the purpose that it would be eaten off immediately Immediately, then it would probably constitute food and would therefore fall under the food exception. But if she was like wearing the underwear around all day, like as underwear, then it would probably not fall under the food exception and therefore would not be permissible on Shabbos. Wouldn't want to wear it all day anyhow. Wouldn't wear it all day. It's like no, wearing, I know. like fruit roll-ups. <laughs> I know. Oh, I expect I the wizard kind are probably better. Who knows? Fred and George, yeah. I'm sure they're better. So. But that was like one of the funniest things ever. And then I definitely remember like maybe like a couple weeks after I was having a talk with a not religious Jew. No, there are some things that you really can't discuss in context of religion. And I was like, want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> And then I asked him, I was like, Sis, like, so Mike, edible underwear. And he goes, yeah, you definitely can't talk about that in terms of religion. I'm like, yeah, can you use it on Shabbos? And he's like, damn it, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, boy. My, my. Yeah, that's my story with edible underwear. <laughs> the edible underwear. So Ron receives edible underwear that he's supposed to give to Hermione. Oh, good. I came back on the best part. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you missed it. Sorry. You missed sorry. the best part. I'm sorry. So Ryan says, Harry didn't know what to say. It was awful. He never liked Pansy Parkinson. Oh, yeah, this was a cut and paste. Okay. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. right after this, they've he's received his little package, and Ron has made some plans for some of it and stuffed the rest under his bed. Then Draco also receives a package that night. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. The scarf. It's, it's all. One of Pansy's scarves covered in blood, which is... 
understandably not pleasant. It's a little Does bit this traumatic. remind anybody of let's send somebody severed finger kind of thing? Very yeah. mafia style. Yeah. Because they've done yeah. that with both of them. They sent back Anthony's shirt, and now they've yeah. sent Pansy's scarf. Right. Yeah, but Anthony's shirt didn't have blood on it, did it? No, I don't think yeah. so. No. It's just that Padma got it in the mail, and it's his favorite shirt, and he was wearing it that day. And We're going to yeah. make you an offer you can't refuse. Um, <laughs> sorry. Wow, that, your Italian accent is almost good as Mike's British accent. Right <laughs> I was me, Mike. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Yes, Ron recognizes it as being one of Pansy's scarves and goes rather white and white. Oh, and we see Knot and Goyle being suspicious again, whispering at each other. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is one of those other things of you need to go away. Yeah, yeah. like you... Canon Draco has never been quite this creepy. The last oh. thing in thirty-eight is testing the potion. Did they test it before the? Wait a minute. Wait, okay. I thought the testing the potion was on thirty-nine. Um, possibly it talks. It talks yeah. about it, though. It says story wants to test it on you starting next week. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, okay. then Ron still can't find Pansy even with the scarf, which McGonagall sort of gets for him, and then they discover that she's dead. He sees it yes. when she dies. Right, mm-hmm. and that's when we talked about. Yeah, oh, I'm glad that, that we didn't earlier. see that. Right. Yeah. Oh, and this is where um, Harry mentions his own knickers, just for a little shout-out <laughs> to Jen Koo in the previous <laughs> podcast. Oh, that's right. I remember. Mm-hmm. Do you want my knickers, too? <laughs> yeah. Because he gets a Weasley jumper to practice his sight on with Harry, even though Harry's obviously oh, not is, missing. This right. is where Harry tells him that he and Ginny aren't yeah, they're not they doing aren't sleeping anything together. Like when do they start sleeping together? Soon. In these Soon. chapters, right? 45. It, uh, yeah. We're not going to get there. <laughs> No, not even close. This is Ron's birthday. Yeah, it is in here. They don't quite get drunk, but Hermione leaves them alone with the fire whiskey in the room and tells them not to get drunk. Ogden's private label, which I'm assuming is fire whiskey. Seamus and Dean bring it. Neville makes the glasses. I kind of get the idea that like Ogden's private label is like the equivalent of Johnny Walker Blue. Black, yeah, black label. (laughs) Yeah, right. There was a story that I read, and I saw a piece of artwork that was done for the story, and they showed the fire whiskey bottles, Mm -hmm. and they are in the shape of flames, which I thought was really a cool thing. Because they're they're about the the size of a, a regular bottle, but Mm -hmm. they're flat. So they're, think of an amaretto bottle. You know how they're kind of rectangular shaped? Mm-hmm. Okay. That size and that general shape, except instead of being rectangular, it was flame shaped. It was we very cool. link to that for the show notes. Oh, I don't think so. I, I think it was that. an NC-17 story. <laughs> Oh. Okay, never mind. Yeah, we could crop out a little piece and show them the fire whiskey bottle. I'll find it. I'll see if I can find it. This also, this little piece right before the end here, has another another one of her little wrapping up notes that I think she does very well. It says, Harry watched it all with a kind of ache in his heart. It was good to see Ron laughing again. It was good to be in this room celebrating a birthday. And yet, Voldemort was still out there. Pansy was still dead. Harry still had to save the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pansy was still dead and Harry had to still save the world. That was, yeah. It's like a very Oh, Hagrid shows up at the end of the chapter. Oh, yeah. Finally. We haven't seen oh, Hagrid yeah, that's in how long? Like, ever. Grief. He hasn't been there since the beginning of the year, I think. Because mm-hmm. they've had Grubbly Plank all this time. Doing pygmy yes. uh, spike tails. Little bags. Yes. And that's another little fun quote in the neck, right at the beginning of the next chapter that I 
pasted to somebody or other when I was reading it last night. I don't remember who exactly, but they say, oh, does this mean you'll be our teacher again? And he says, sure will, and I've got something even better than the pygmy spike tails. That's great, Hagrid, said Harry, forcing a smile, because generally speaking, better creatures meant creatures more lethal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rocket. You posted that in the Dangerous chat last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I looked at it and went, okay, where is he? <laughs> so what else happens in this yeah. chapter? And this Harry is when does he gets test to- the This is what I call Harry on steroids. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Magic Chinese steroids. It was really cool though, because it went through all of the all of his happy first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this potion is very interesting to me. Like, the effect of it, sort of, like, this unbridled happiness sort of reminded me a little bit of the Imperious Curse. I don't know why, it's just sort of where my mind went. And then after that, oh, it was the, like, the floating no, thing. Like, yeah, the floating thing reminded me yeah. of, like, the Imperious Curse. you blissfully calm and everything's going to be fine and you just sort of listen to the voice. Right. Except that right. it really wasn't, right after I had written that in my notes, it occurred to me that it was really more like a Patronus, I would think. Mm-hmm. You know, to just be like, all, all this happy it's an internal kind of like that. Yeah. 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 The Imperius is imposed. This is sort of um, coming from within yourself. Right. And I expect he would be able to cast a really, really, really good Patronus at this point. So I think he's supposed to cast a really, really, really good everything at this point because he's on like yeah. super well, exhibition point Harry. He disarms everybody. I mean, it's just like you're all disarmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Instead of writing the whole story that way, super Harry in a bottle kind of yes. thing. Yes. Oh, that's right. Voldemort can sort of sell what he's doing. Nuts. So good for business, right? Isn't this the one where, like, Voldemort saw the happy memories, or that Harry's? I don't know. Somebody needs Harry to sees like, Voldemort's sad memories from when yeah, he right. was. It's kind of like the yin and the yang of, of everything. You get all the happiness, you're gonna have to get some of the sadness too. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's like they do in. I don't think it was this story. It's another one that I've been reading, Battle of Wills, I think, where he practices his occlumency and legitimacy with Snape. Don't lie to me. And whenever he manages to drive Snape out, he often finds himself overshooting and hitting some of Snape's memories. Mm-hmm. This okay. is kind of what's happening there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that impression too. Memories, and then it okay. kind of leads over into Voldemort. Because I was thinking it's it. kind of so, more like a side effect. Just because I, I he's it. overloaded on one, but not a, it has to equal out. Okay. The impression that it was very an over. It was pushing back too far and then falling into where you weren't supposed to be. It was too far. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why then is everyone Everybody freaked out and going, oh my god, Voldemort can see into your head. Could have known. I hadn't thought of that because he is he is in Voldemort's mind when he's seeing those memories of young Tom Riddle and then he sees Voldemort's face at the end and gets kicked out. Right. With anyone else taking this potion, they just get the euphoria part and their own happy memories. Because of Harry's connection with Voldemort, he's almost shoved over that and Voldemort gets stabbed with Harry's happy memories for a bit and then Harry gets stabbed back with Voldemort's sad memories and hatred memories and that sort of thing. And while that's happening, Voldemort is in his mind, or could be. Okay, I understand now. So Harry, and they're worried that Voldemort is, like, getting access to Harry's mind while he's on the Super Harry Potion, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Now I understand. I'm glad we've had this little chat. (laughs) (laughs) Any 
time. Why? <laughs> yes, you all know you missed me when I was off. This is one of those chapters where this fic really reminded me of After the End in mm-hmm. a good way, though. You know, there's a lot of things in, in the two fics that are similar, and this was just one of those chapters where it was really powerful. Ginny had to build up this massive tolerance before she kissed Harry, so this just sort of what reminded me of that. Gets oh, yeah. me is they don't want her to touch him, mm-hmm. but she can still feel what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sort of amused that uh, Ron does the same thing with Hopkirk that he did with Hermione's dad. Kind of starts out and then has to correct himself because that where they're figuring out this whole thing with Voldemort, Hopkirk and Hermione are doing the genius thing where they go, oh, of course, and sort of shoot half sentences back and forth at each other. Like and Harry and Ron are standing there going, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Please tell us what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Is that where you tilt your head to the side? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's the one. That's funny. That is pretty rocking. <laughs> yeah. Then you make that sound, too. <laughs> I have a dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. And I'm typing the word dog, so it's really nice. Okay. Then Harry has a little bit of a moment with Hopkirk about that extra memory that he got while he was under the potion. Right. He's learning more about Hopkirk as the story goes on, and here he finds out that she almost became his godmother. Yes. Um, Lily wanted to make her his godmother, but she refused because she's kind of like Remus and thinks that such a monstrous creature shouldn't be allowed near children and things like that. Yeah, because her, her what, it's in, it, in this one, her own mother didn't even want her or something like that, too? Right. Right. Mm. She was this basically is where, raised by trash for this is, um, dangerous creatures. Somebody said earlier about Hopkirk lusting after somebody. That was um, Ron during his, his... No, I mean one of one of us was talking okay. about that. I was thinking she was no, lusting she, after Snape. She wants Harry. Uh, yeah. She wants because him. he is a very powerful person. Yeah, that's true. She knows that. And, and that's that basically what they feed on, his magical attracted. power. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. very attractive to her. She is having to not put a pun, she's having a hell of a time keeping herself away from him. Yeah. Can't say I blame her. I'm having a hard time keeping myself away from Harry, too. <laughs> Good thing he's fictional. <laughs> I'm not about flying to New York, somebody in a play. Hello! Um. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, that's great. You did do that. Oh, yes, I did. That's okay. I'm in love with Lupin, so that's all right. You can, you can be in love with fictional characters. Yay. I think Bye-bye. that's one of the quotes, actually, that Ryan copied again. That he's in love Something with a fictional character? That <laughs> Lily, oh, here it is. It's only because of your mother and the potion I take that I don't give in to myself. Yes. It's only because you are Lily's son and you're destined to destroy her murderer that I'm here at all. Right. Okay, I'm going to pull a mic. Keen. She's going to make a prediction. No, I'm not going to make a prediction. I'm going to go, what does that even mean? <laughs> it's because <laughs> it's because Harry is Lily's son that Hopkirk is still alive. Question mark? No, it's no. That he, that she's that's why she's even at Hogwarts. Oh, she wouldn't okay, come out okay. of hiding and started this whole thing if Harry being there and his destiny and all that wasn't giving her a chance to revenge herself on Lily's murderer because okay, Lily okay. was basically her only friend at some point or other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You see, this is why I shouldn't podcast tired because I got it when I was reading it, but now I'm tired and it's, it's lost somewhere. <laughs> Oh. So, so Harry 
goes back to the common room. Yeah, a little bit drained from this whole confrontation, understandably. Yeah, understandably. Mm-hmm. Tells Hermione, well, and he tells them everything that Hopkirk has just told him. Mm-hmm. And Hermione now feels sorry for her. Yeah. Which is shocking for Ron, because at the beginning of the story, she basically thought she was evil and must be destroyed and yeah. was teaching dark arts and but yes so, so um, Hermione started out basically thinking Hopkirk was the worst teacher they'd ever had and was destroying the ethics of the dark arts position and lying to people about this shield that could stop Avada Kedavra because nothing does that and all that sort of thing and now she's come to thinking the poor woman so yeah Ron is slightly gobsmacked Slightly. Slightly. (laughs) And then Harry and Ginny, Ron and Hermione go up to bed. Harry and Ginny go up themselves. Ginny crawls into bed with him, and he sleeps a dreamless sleep. (laughs) Chapter 39, and we are not going to go on to the end of Chapter 40 because I may have to hurt somebody. Yeah, Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You don't need that to happen. Man, and we've been talking for a very long time. Actually, this is going to be a short version of Potterfic Weekly because it's only been four hours. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We've been on topic the whole entire time. Nope. Right, let's, there let's we end up. chapter 39. So, yeah, we're up to chapter 39, and next week they'll start with chapter 40 of The Final Reckoning by Lavender Brown. You know what's driving Christmas mad? Go read it. Yep, right. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not 17 years old, don't read the checkmated version. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, well, I guess we're all not people again. No, we're all real people. Um, yes. <laughs> we're all real not people. Right. So, mm-hmm. well, uh, so? see you all next week. Good night, guys. Good night, Good night, everyone. So hold on to the wonder that those books drop to alive. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night. Hey everyone, this is Laswin from the forums. As some of you may know, I'm working on Master Fake Theater 4, Naked Quidditch Match by Anya. I really, really need some guys to volunteer, as it won't be Naked Quidditch Match without Harry, Fred, or George. If you'd like to know more, please send me a PM on the forum. Thanks, and I can't wait to work with everyone.